Welcome to this little, my name is Kevin. And my name's Nate. Remember when I was talking about, I bet you I won't blow it out? <laughs> <laughs> what uh, that's all right. It was only the first line. It happens. It's okay. Yeah, I was that. I just that excited. That excited, exactly, for our, for our big episode. Yes, our big, of, small episode. Full of <laughs> stuff and things and whatnots. But yeah. Yes. Our, our our girthy not so long episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. all about the girth here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, stuff happened this week. A bunch of different things and whatnots yeah. and husits and. Yeah, end of March. Lots of stuff coming out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and lots of stuff we didn't even really hear about, which we'll touch base on as well later on. In the episode, yeah. but yeah, um, yeah. Speaking yeah, also, of which, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, 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 go, go, go. Man. I was gonna say, speaking of which, I'll, I'll lead in uh, my takeaway. Takeaways. Uh, kind of ties into something we'll talk about later. So, uh, later on, we are uh, we might briefly mention the Snyder Cut, just in passing. It's not like yeah, it, you know took over fucking everything news-wise this week or anything like that. Um, so with that in mind, uh, there is going to be some comparison to Joss Whedon, and we haven't really mentioned a lot of the Joss Whedon controversy on the show. Just, I, I mean, there hasn't been a whole lot of information, really, that's concrete and whatnot, so we haven't really bothered with it too much. Uh, but keep in mind, anything that we say about Joss Whedon in a positive light on this, that's that's regards to him as a filmmaker and a storyteller, not necessarily his actions as a person and a human being because uh, honestly it, it sounds like he's kind of an asshole yeah. in day to day life uh, did, like that that's basically what I, the gist of what I'm getting from all this he, he's a bit of a dick um, that doesn't mean he's not a good storyteller or a good filmmaker it just means he's shitty to work for uh, so, so keep in mind we're probably going to say some positive things probably some negative things too it's just you know that's that's the nature of what we're doing for a review it's nothing in regards to personal him as a human being and my takeaway is, if you work for people who do shitty things, if you have shitty coworkers, people who create negative work environments, call them out on it. Fucking be vocal about it, the way that Ray Fisher and some other people have been. Like, it's the only way you know that people are shitty to work for. This is yeah. like wages. Don't be afraid to discuss what you're making. Don't be afraid of these things. It's how shitty bosses stop being where they are. It's already hard enough to achieve, so... Yeah, 100%, especially when it comes to what you just said about wages and that stuff there. Oh, yeah. If you are applying for a job and they you don't think that they're offering you enough or if you are asking for a raise and they don't think you're offering them enough, say it. They, they yeah. can't fire you for it yeah. if you already have the job. And if you don't already have the job... Um, this could be a very you know. good red flag for you to indicate maybe you don't want it. Yeah. yeah, and you can easily, if, if you were able to get the interview and got that far in that job, you can do it again at another job. Yeah, exactly. So that's the main don't, thing. Uh, uh, don't, yeah, don't, don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. 
Yeah, I there's a very old school mentality about burning bridges, etc., etc., etc. If people are shitty to work for, they're shitty to work for. Don't be afraid to make that known. That's how you stop this kind of behavior in the world. That's the only way. Uh, so that's my roundabout tie-in for a takeaway. That's that's the best I can come up with this week, and that's what I'm rolling with. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, my takeaway, I don't want it to really be anything related to the news because a lot of the stuff in, well, a good portion of the stuff in the news is, is worth talking about um, oh, or yeah. taking away or watching or whatever the case of it might be. So I'm not going to do that. What I am going to do is um, talk a, a, a little review on a game I played now. Uh, to be fair, this game was free. I did. Mm-hmm. I was telling you this before. Yep. I, I got this game for free. Um, but uh, if it goes on sale or anything like that, if you have people that you know you can play with and that kind of stuff, the game is called Hyper Brawl Tournament. It's like a twin stick handball game with weapons and items, and you know it's kind of a. I checked it out. I'd it looks say matches. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, matches were about 15 minutes. They go uh, first to two rounds, so it is kind of like a fighting game in that that sense. But a minute and a half per round, and then obviously if you win, you get a point, and then if you get two points, you you fully win. It reminded me a little Um, bit of the game Super Strikers that I played not too long ago. I want to say like a month or two ago. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, The big thing with it is like after you throw the ball, you can curve the ball. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I took a while to get used to, I'll say that for sure. But uh, the character idea is cool. You kind of have your, like, your your medium character that is, like, okay speed, okay health. You have your tank mm-hmm. characters, which are really strong and lots of health, but they're slow. And then your fast characters, which are obviously much faster, but a lot weaker. Um, so you pick a team of two. If you're playing with someone, then, you know, you're playing with someone. I was not. I was playing with a bot, so I just, you know, pass the ball, switch between the two characters, and, and, and do my thing, but yeah, I had a lot of fun. It got really intense in the, the games that I had that were were good. Um, I, again, my big my big caveat for this is, again, I got to play for free, so don't mm-hmm. just go, oh, it's amazing, go check it out, but maybe put on your wish list, hope for it to go on sale, because yeah. at $29, I would not have, I would not, Jesus, excuse me, I would not have bought it. <laughs> <laughs> they up like crazy. Like, about, hey, did you just try to do the TikTok hiccup. thing and swallow three times in a row? Like, what just happened? Uh, dying. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, this hiccup, like, it was awful. I don't know. No, I hiccup and broke no, at the same time. I was like, <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't wish hiccups on anybody. Mine's like a full body dry heave. Yeah. Poor I became the dude from Men in Black. Like, March younger. Vincent D'Onofrio. In the roles we forget you played. Yeah, it's very true. I'm trying to think. There was a fucking show that made a joke about that that featured aliens, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, I'm sure it's. Um... I can't remember if it was a cartoon or something, but yeah, it, it just like there. Do you have any sugar water? <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. I, and I think Vincent D'Onofrio was the one who actually did it. I just actually, can't remember what the fun. fuck it was now. Oh well, it'll yeah. come back to me. It is so funny though, because he's in so much stuff, but you like you just kind of forget because he always is like he's a, he's an amazing character actor. He's like um yeah. um oh god damn it uh I had it and then it left me. All those guys. Oh shit! Uh, Fifth Element, fucking Commissioner Gordon. Oh um. Yep. I hate when I do this. <laughs> I really hate it. Yeah. Uh, I the problem is I want to think about it without looking it up, but I'm never gonna get there. Eh. Um, Olman, Gary Olman. Oh, old, yeah, yes, yes, Gary, Gary Olman. There we go. 
Yeah, uh, he, he's one of those character actors, so he never really looks like Vincent D'Onofrio when he's in the role that he's playing. Um, I mean, very similar. Like, Edder, he looks like someone wearing a human suit. Uh, Kingpin is probably the closest you see to his actual face in a lot of things. Yeah, uh, and even that, it's yeah. iffy. <laughs> he, yeah, he is 100% transformed into the Kingpin for that, which is strange to say, because the Kingpin is really just a big, bald dude, but yeah. Uh, trying to think. Um... Oh, there's the Western movie, uh, Magnificent Seven, where he's just buried under that giant beard. And then he was yeah. so he's so thin in CSI New York. Plus, I barely watch CSI New York, but um, or um, Law and Order New York or whatever it was, Law and uh, Order Criminal uh, Intent. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I was gonna say one of the Law and Orders. Yeah, yeah, um, it's definitely one of those dudes that is. Uh, kind of easily forgotten even though he's in tons of stuff and mm. in some things probably one of your favorite characters yeah that was my fun little side tangent yeah it was good. no it's good i liked it i enjoyed it <laughs> there's the road <laughs> we were on and it. here we are way the fuck over here now yeah good times well, we pretty much need it because uh yeah. news and trailers are almost one in the same this week yeah uh trailers we i guess it's technically the only real trailer that we have talk about was uh teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah um this this was kind of a fun coincidence because i'd started playing back through all the games with cameron and all of a sudden this was announced which is a continuation to the teenage mutant ninja turtles beat-em-ups yes sir (coughs) called shredder's Um, revenge yep it looks exactly like what you would expect and exactly what you want yeah, this is following in the trail of uh, Streets of Rage Four and Battletoads. Uh, we're getting a new a new Ninja Turtles, which is freaking yeah. great. Um, you can see they they've got the throwing the foot shoulders at the screen, hammering them around. It's everything that you loved about those old games, uh, brand new. Plus, uh, they kind of redid the opening title sequence, uh, merging new animation with the old style of animation, and it's pretty goddamn slick. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping maybe they put some cartoon elements in the game and maybe we get a little bit of story in there too. Uh, that would be kind of fun. I think, but, I think nowadays they probably will. Yeah. Um, you know, most of us that are playing these or, or doing this kind of stuff are the kind of people that want that nowadays. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, as much as it'll be like, oh, I bought this to play with my kids. A lot of people are also just buying it to play it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um. Like I said, there's a reason that I went back and started playing them. Um, I think we've worked our way up to the first GameCube one now. Nice. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it, they're just a fun franchise of games. Uh, they never really stop being good. Uh, they, yeah, they're, they're so much fun. So I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, it'll be good. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it, it's so funny. Like The animation reminds me so much of... Um, the new Bruce Tim movies compared to the Justice League series and everything. So that that's really slick. And again, just the overall game animations look cool. Uh, yep. I'm just really looking oh, forward yeah. to us playing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they all have interesting walk cycles and everything too. They they all have their own little characteristic a little more so in this one. Yeah. It's funny because um, it well uh, it looks like Raph like does the Naruto run and Raph, if I remember right, was supposed to be faster than everybody else in the original games. And it's kind of interesting to see little things like that. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, when I saw you posted that, I was like, oh hell yeah, let's go. Yeah. Like I was, I was, I was hoping it was sold. out. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. I was, I was, yeah, a little upset that I was like, well, I gotta, I gotta wait now. What is this BS? I don't yeah. want to wait. Do I look like the type of person that wants to wait? <laughs> Says the dude who waited to watch all of Wandavision at one time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was half complacency, though. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Yeah. It was because I didn't care. <laughs> Which, uh, fun fact, uh, I deleted last week's audio, so we didn't have that episode, so we will be touching briefly on WandaVision later yes. on. Um, yes. Far, far from now. Well, actually, to be fair, not that far, far from now, because it could, it probably shouldn't be the last thing we talk about. But. Yeah. Yeah, we might hit it before Snow. Yeah, we'll probably touch base on it quickly before we get into our yeah, last big stuff. Um... Yeah, um, quickly next, it's not a trailer anymore, but it is a pilot of sorts. Did you end up getting to watch it? I did, yeah. Yeah. I um, really so enjoyed Alpha it. Betas, uh, the pilot came out. That's on Vanoss's gaming channel on YouTube. Yeah. Um, they're trying to see if they can get someone to pick it up. That is their yeah. the whole point of this episode. Yeah. Um, they're like, if they Rooster Teeth did... can get like three shows made, surely we can get something fucking out there. Like... Right. And the big thing is, like, um, speaking of which, I also very much liked it. It's um, Oh, yeah. It was good. For, for a, a handful of reasons. It's at 4 million views. Yeah. And um, it came out a week ago today. Yeah. It, it hits all the right notes for gamer humor, uh, like, just on so many levels. And it's just, it's just well-written in general. Like, um, Paget Brewster is attached on it. Like, I always love listening to her. She's a very funny human being just in general. Um Chris Parnell did one of the voices in this first episode, the pilot episode, uh, yep. which, if you don't know, that's Jerry on Rick and Morty or Cyril on Archer. If you don't know either of those, then, well, I got nothing for you. Fuck off. Yeah, you, you probably won't like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and, yeah, you're right. Like, so there's little elements of humor that clearly these guys have that same sense of humor. Like, it was funny. It's just like, yeah, if gamers get too frustrated, they'll, I don't know, go on TikTok and suck their own dicks. <laughs> Yeah, dude, what? that joke. That TikTok? Joke, yeah. Download TikTok? Question mark? <laughs> yeah, and underline, like, the next time you hard underlines it. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the upside here, right? Like, we, we've got maybe kind of shows like this before or tried to be like this, but we haven't got something like this where the dudes that are in it and have a hand in helping with it are gamers. Yeah, the closest thing like, I could think to this in terms of a... a comedy or a thing with funny elements would be video game high school right um and even again there yes you have the people making the show are definitely gamers and in that environment and everything but you're it's still actors and everything and like yeah this is this is the guys doing it yeah um and there's a there's a handful i mean we talked well we'll talk about it again uh, <laughs> because we did talk we we quote unquote talked about it last week but yeah. it doesn't exist um but i've talked about it plenty of times where i hate the little things that people try to like toss in as references or easter eggs just to be funny yeah. um i i yeah, we'll talk about it more later yeah. but mainly like a big one for me is in in Star Wars when they try to do like, oh, this is Star Wars in your Star Wars movie, right? Um, it doesn't add anything to it besides going, ha ha, a thing, right? Um, yeah. There's at least like four Easter eggs in this show that don't exist to you and don't do anything to the show for you unless you're a fan of these guys. Yeah. Um, so uh, like a quick one is literally the first line in the in the show is all right is is um, 
I think Mason. No, not Mason. Uh, not oh, damn it, Christ! What the hell's his name? Van Oz's character, the the mm-hmm. tall one. Yep. Um, I can remember everybody's name. Uh, Harrison. Maybe. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm pulling it up really quick because I, re- I really want to make sure that I'm getting these. Uh, Evan plays. God damn it! Why is he not? Why is that not the first thing that he's quoted as being? <laughs> Are you the serious? Character. It says SWAT officer first. Same for Tyler. It doesn't. It doesn't give. Um, Jesus. Oh, Christ, Tyler. What's I th- going on? I think Tyler is it. Maybe. No, no. Tyler is uh, uh, Tommy. Oh. Tyler is his real people name. <laughs> Eddie. 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 Ah, okay. So Vanos's character Eddie literally starts off like when they're in the thing. He's like, "All right." So that's that's literally the the smallest reference ever. But seriously, every recording session they have is evan going all right so today we're playing like that's literally how he starts every video <laughs> like so much so that the other guys do it like by default like sometimes <laughs> by accident Without, yeah yeah and that's what they made the first line of the show yeah i i liken it very right. much to the the hidden jokes in this i liken very much to lower decks where yes all those little things are there but they don't take away from it if you don't know. They're not. It's not like the camera, like the fucking characters are staring at the screen, winking at you. They're just there. If you know about it, it's funny as hell and makes you laugh all the more. If you don't know about it, it doesn't detract from the show, and it's not like they're standing waiting for a beat for a laugh. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, there's like a, a deleted scene that you could watch, which is like them getting the guns to do the the western mission. Mm-hmm. And in, in doing it, you know, the, the one character comes out, um, Buck comes out, which is Terrorizer, and uh, Mason's got, like, a Gatling gun. And he's like, he's like, Mason's got a Gatling gun? And that Terrorizer's whole shtick for the longest time was that he did an Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation. Mm-hmm. So him not getting the big Arnold Schwarzenegger-type gun is like, come on, what's happening here? But it doesn't, again, it's just funny because you're yeah. like, how, like, we're in a Western, how is he getting a exactly right it doesn't take away and i i just there's so many of them right they like again more so for me because i watch these dudes all the time but yeah. I, I didn't catch all, all of them but i caught some of it because again they're more of a periodic thing i tune into but yeah there was still um, things i even i could catch which was great so yeah and the, the show was just like funny it's literally a bunch of like losers who now have all this like power to to save the world and that little yeah i love that the premise of the show is literally it's 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 actually like a rick and morty episode (laughs) to be honest with you uh there there is one literally like this where they trip rick takes an entire like tiny populace into doing this one tiny action to create power and that's basically what video games are in this universe uh the joysticks from our fucking joy cons and everything are what create energy for the world and (laughs) generate our power yeah, and I was gonna say that little, um, that that little uh, like Jurassic Park style video at the beginning. Yes, it's like we tried to use whatever power, and and like elemental power was confusing. The dude just putting jumper cables yes, in a water. Renewable energy was difficult to harness and confusing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's just every every little bit of it is funny. There's that TikTok, like there's current jokes, like the TikTok dick sucking joke is pretty funny. Um, just the the game, like the fact they're playing Red Dead, which yeah. is obviously a, li- a little older now, but everybody still knows Red Dead. Yeah. Um, you know, and the, the, the they're so worried about this. Like the hooker joke is pretty funny. 
Yes. Because he's like, guys, we shouldn't be. Like, what if she was sex trafficked here? And it's like, yes, the computer game. Yeah. The computer generated hooker. <laughs> yeah. Was worried about sex trafficking. Yeah. This is such a nice train. There's hand jobs everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And then and then Mason says something, and the dude in the train, like, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the it's black like, cars oh, at the back. Yeah, and he's just like, <laughs> then he just shoots him in the head. And he's like, yeah, everything about the Western times was great. <laughs> I, just, I just said the trains were cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just so many jokes. Just so many, like, little little jokes throughout it that make you laugh that, you know, even if you don't know that much about video games, the other jokes fill in those gaps. Yeah. And, and get you to have a little bit of a <laughs> A tee hee. Yeah. It, yeah. Really, really good. I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to more episodes. Should be good. Yeah. I hope they do. I hope they get picked up by somebody. Um, yeah. Obviously, I would hope they get picked up by something like Netflix so that I can watch it. Yeah. More this is easily as entertaining as Red vs. Blue. And I'm, I'm willing to say better than the other two series that Rooster Teeth have. So, I, yeah. This is... I'm hoping this gets traction. Yeah. Um, and and they've they've already talked about it plenty of times that they want to have their other friends pop in whether it's for like a one off role yeah. or whatever the case may be. Um, technically, Nogla was in this episode without mm-hmm. being in this episode because those SWAT guys that came in, the first SWAT character looks exactly like Nogla's character from when they played GTA Five. <laughs> um, uh, terrorize the fact that Terrorizer did every German voice is hilarious because that's like. <laughs> Like, he always makes those jokes as well. But every single German character was just Terrorizer yeah. being like, Oh, no, I have German. Shoot him. <laughs> I don't know. It, it was funny. Not it was... It, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was worth the 20 minutes without a doubt. Oh, God, yeah. And I would... I literally have watched it twice because, you know, it just a couple yep. of things that, you know, didn't really pass me by, but just little things that I find so funny it was funny enough reason, to watch twice easily yeah. oh for sure for some reason him in the hover boots when he got knocked out his legs like <laughs> dangling i couldn't stop laughing it was so funny yeah just, just smashes <laughs> into the ceiling collapses into the chair and then the rest of like the next three minutes his fucking feet are just flailing wildly in the boots yeah exactly <laughs> no one is no one is talking like anything matters but his legs are just <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, dude, I, it killed me. I laughed the like the, that whole scene, and then when he wakes back up, he's like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Haha, again. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, that's Alpha Betas on Vanoss's channel on uh, YouTube. Be sure to check that out. Give it support. Give it a like. Uh, the more support you give, the more likely it is we get more of these episodes. Uh, so so do it. Do it. Go on, do it now. Go go net. Well, finish finish listening to us, and then go do it. Listen to both at the same time. Get confused. Too yeah. much auditory <laughs> stimulation. And then listen to them separate so we both get more views. Yes. <laughs> Always play us in the background even when you're not doing things. Exactly. <laughs> Mute it if you have to. We promise we don't put <laughs> subliminal messaging anywhere. You do. I don't play the audio all the time. You, you, you. Hypnotoad. I love the Hypnotoad. Mm. All right, so. Uh... This just in. It's the news. Uh, moving on. So we have uh, some good news for Disney Plus and some Star Wars fans out there. Uh, earlier this year, we had an announcement that said Knights of the Old Republic was going to be joining, getting a new game, which means that kind of joins the current continuity for uh, Star Wars, which we all kind of suspected was a thing already. 
Uh, but a bonus. We're getting a little extra thing this year, and uh, the Gendy uh, Torakovsky cartoon, Clone Wars, is coming to Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you not familiar, uh, that is the creator of Samurai Jack and Primal as well. Uh, so this is, if you love Samurai Jack, uh, this is Star Wars meets Samurai Jack. That's basically what this series is. Yeah. Uh, also, it, sorry. you could only not know about this if this is the first episode of us you've ever listened to, because I'm pretty sure every time I talk about Clone Wars, I bring this show up and yeah. how it is amazing. Yeah. Uh, this is the show. This show is the reason we got the Clone Wars series from Dave Filoni. Uh, and end of the day, um, this showed uh, the the Lucasfilm people that there was room for a Star Wars story that took place between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Uh, more aptly, that it was important that we got a story in between those to make any of those yeah. fucking things make sense um, and make us care about those relationships at all. And, uh, yeah, it, it was just phenomenally done. It fleshes out Mace Windu a lot. Uh, you get to see some really amazing stuff with him. It fleshes out, uh, K- if, did you ever think Kaori Mundi was a badass? Because he is. Um, yep. and you get to see it K- in this Fisto? cartoon. Uh, yeah, K- yeah, Fisto fucking does crazy shit in this one. Uh, I'm pretty sure yep. that's why we got Kit Fisto episodes in, uh, The Clone Wars. Because of Probably. how he was portrayed in this. Well, that, that's the thing is, like, for again anybody who doesn't know but i talk about this all the time is this was originally like the the very end episode of this show ties directly into the beginning of episode three yes uh it actually shows that kaede mundi is the reason why grievous fucking can't breathe and stuff uh yeah he gets his fucking chest caved in during the fight isn't it mace windu or oh yeah sorry mace windu comes to rescue that's right Yeah, yeah you're correct uh, yeah, yeah, Mace he, Windu force caves in his fucking chest, and that's why he can't breathe and shit when he gets onto the ship at the start of that movie. It's cool as fuck. Yeah, and and it gives you this badassery of these characters that you don't get from the movie. Yeah, it tells literally the first yeah. time you see Grievous, he kills four Jedi's. Yeah, um, this tells the story of uh, yeah, it gives you Grievous's badassery. This tells the story of how Anakin passed the trials to become a Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. Um. It has and one of, of how he goes to the dark side. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, it introduced Dasaj Ventress. Um, mm-hmm. This is the reason that we have her as a villain at all, or as a villain to hero kind of arc. Um, it is home to one of the shots that I always dreamed would be very cool, and this was the first time I got to see it on camera, where it was a lightsaber duel in the rain. And like I say, I'd always dreamed of seeing this shot someday, of like the rain falling on the lightsabers and fucking... Um, you know, evaporating off them as it hit. And yeah, we got to see that with Anakin facing off against Asajj in this very samurai-esque scene. And, like, it just yeah. made me feel so good to see it because I always thought it would be such a cool thing. Uh, and yeah, just the, there was so much good shit in there. Yeah, I, I love this show. I'll talk about... I mean, number one, anything except for maybe Hotel Transylvania <laughs> that Genny has ever done is great. Yeah. Um, um, Samurai Jack, Powerpuff Girls, uh, yeah. just any of those. Yeah. Like, if you haven't seen Primal network. yet, Primal is fantastic. Oh. Uh, there's not even yes. any dialogue in that show, and it's just so good, <laughs> like yeah. so well done. Just yeah, so much. But I, I I've talked about this show forever, like yeah. literally forever, because everyone talks about Clone Wars and they're like, oh yeah, the anime. I love Clone Wars. It's kind of, yeah, I'm like yeah, but but have you seen Clone Wars? Yeah, and then pe- people look at me like I'm crazy, and I'm like, no, no, because like, not that the CG show isn't great, but this show, 
it's it, like I was saying. It came out of nowhere. Yeah, this show is the reason we got Clone Wars. Th- this cartoon made us care about clones as individuals. This cartoon made us care about that relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin more. It yeah. made us it, it made Padme into and... a bit of a badass. Like, yeah, it gave yep. us Rex fuck. Like Yeah. All those uh like Alpha Team. Yeah. Uh Fives Heavy, <sighs> fucking all of our favorites came from this series. So this was the this was the spark that fucking started the fire that gave us six seasons of fantastic story development. Was okay. Gendy Torikovsky fitting six seasons worth of story development into fucking like four forty five minute episodes? Yeah, yeah, because the episodes they were they were very weird at first. They were like yeah. fifteen. Uh, they were like five to ten minutes a piece and then the second season they're like 15 minutes each and there's only there's only like six of them yeah so it is it is a very interesting and, and seriously i'm going through this list of stuff nothing nothing bad primal samurai jack uh symbionic titan uh star wars clone wars the grim adventures of billy and mandy powerpuff girls <laughs> dexter's lab come yeah. on yeah this guy knows his shit so uh, yeah, it's it's uh, we're looking forward to that. That comes out to Disney Plus on April fourteenth, I believe. I know what I'm watching. Um, yeah, and I'm going to be there 100. Uh, percent Tying into that, um, there is a character in that series, a very awesome fight with Obi Wan Kenobi called Dirge. Um, he is a cybernetic kind of hybrid bounty hunter um, who rides a speeder bike. He fights with a fucking lance and a giant yeah, they, like they four pretty much have gun. a jousting match yeah um and he is seemingly almost nigh indestructible this is the first like real like super cyborg we kind of see in the star wars universe that he seemingly uses like a nanotech of some kind so mm. pretty fucking cool um and he's just kind of never reappeared really ever since clone wars and he is not only going to be on uh, disney plus but he's also going to appear in doc afra um, the, the very popular comic series that's out right now, which means he is going to be officially 100% into canon. Um, yes. Which is really fucking cool. That means we're going to see other elements of Clone Wars probably brought in. Um, I, I still consider the Jedi trial that Anakin went through in that to be his canon fucking Jedi Knight trial. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, maybe we get that confirmed. Uh, I don't know. We, we're getting a lot of good stuff. Uh, Disney seems to be definitely pulling the best elements out of the extended universe to bring into modern continuity. So uh, I'm digging it. I, I can't wait to see what they bring out next. Like it, yeah. it, it's it's so cool the the deep pulls that they're making. So for sure, man. I I'm you literally when I read that when you wrote it, it it made my day. It took me a minute. At first, because you like Clone Wars comes to Disney Plus, and I was like, "It's not already on Disney Plus." And then I read that as well as Dirge, and I'm like, "Oh, he must be talking about mm-hmm. like the good Clone well, Wars." <laughs> for me, the yes. the better Clone yes. Wars. Yeah. Um, again, it's not that they're not both good. It's just something about that art style and, and what it made. You know, people talk about um, just real quick tangent. People talk about like what Star Wars made them big fans of Star Wars and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. For me, it was this cartoon. Mm-hmm. It did so much to introduce things that I didn't know about maybe the the force or just the, the universe of Star Wars in a way that I thought was so interesting and it led to so many different possible paths and outcomes and why certain things happen and don't and 
you know, even my buddy who was a huge Star Wars fan, we would have conversations about that stuff because, like, we'd watch that show and be like, do you think that's why, like, Blankety Blank happens? Or do you think doing that causes this to happen? And we just went on these crazy tangents of, right. of stuff that... It's funny because it doesn't fit exactly perfectly into all the continuity that exists there, but there are ways to fit it in. And the 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 ways that you do that in your head are fucking really fun and awesome to do. Just plain right. and simple. Yeah. I mean, this just the two things I can think of off the top of my head is they, they really talk about the kyber crystals and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And then him getting the taking the red lightsaber to fight off Ventress is like, is that possibly one of the reasons that he, you know, it, it like accelerated yeah, the process uh, to the dark side? Yeah, and that's one of the first times where you see him go into like that fury mode, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That we only really saw as Darth Vader where he just hammers with one fucking hand and just keeps attacking. <laughs> like Yeah. Um, and then the other one for me is the fact that Ventress tries to sneak up on Count Dooku disguised as somebody else. And it's like, is that mm-hmm. what Palpatine was doing the entire time? Did he always look messed up and it wasn't the lightning that did that? He was just that strong in the force or at least. Yeah, he, know, could, he could create that illusion. Yeah. Right. And like that was stuff we went on for a long time. It was like, it makes sense because she tried to do it to Count Dooku, but Count Dooku it took him a minute, but he was able to figure out that it was her. Yeah. So if Palpatine is as strong as he is, was he able to, you know, not use the force in almost any other way, but just use it that way to trick everyone? Yeah. Well, and that's the, it makes you wonder if you can mask your dark side connection, is it possible to go even farther, right? Mm-hmm. Optical illusions along with just energy. So yeah, it, it just, it opened up so many cool things. Uh, the way Jedi could run faster by fucking just doing these super long strides, like power strides. Yeah. Um, we saw that in Battlefront, and I'm pretty sure that was introduced in Clone uh, the Clone Wars. I, that was Mace Window fucking running up against the giant smashy things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that someone saw that and was like, "Oh fuck, that's awesome!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that in the game. That's the thing. There's definitely some. Um... Like, the Force is obviously accelerated a bit in a lot of the fight scenes, but yeah. it, they look super cool. And that's the thing. It, it gives you such an idea of how powerful the Force could really be. And granted, yeah. you don't get to see that in the movies as much, but we see it in the games all the time. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Force Unleashed, bring it down a tide, uh, Star Destroyer and that kind of stuff there. Um, again, Grievous is one of the things in this show that is, is crazy, and it shows you why he's built the way he is, because he's built to fight Jedi. Yeah, th- this was got, his goal. Um, it's yeah, expanded a little bit. Yeah, he's got feet and shit so that he can't be force pushed. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's that simple. Like, you can't push him if he can't move. You'd have to move the ground with him. Yeah, he's basically taken Mandalorian armor to another level, the way he's developed his cyborg body. Um, yeah, which kind of makes sense. Grievous' people are known for being powerful, proud warriors, similar to the old Mandalorian culture, so... It stands to reason he would develop his cybernetics around similar techniques to what the Mandalorians did. So, yeah, good Very show. Check it out if you haven't. Yeah, without exactly. a doubt, you'd be stupid not to. Hundred um, percent. And yeah, and look for Dirge coming up in Doc Afra. Yeah, um, you know what? You won't have to check out more of soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if the the shows and the promotions are any indication. Um. Uh, well. Y- yeah, things aren't looking great on the CW front. Let's just. No, I think pretty much everything is ending. Um, Um, Supergirl's next season is the last season. Yeah. Uh, Black Lightning in season four right now is confirmed to be the last season of Black Lightning. Um, Mm. Where the Flash, like I 
the Flash. Maybe. Yeah, it, like it just ended the Mirror Master arc on episode three, which kind of makes stopping production last season make even less fucking sense. But whatever. Uh, and especially, I think this season's only supposed to be six episodes, which means there's only like a few episodes left. So yeah. I I can't I, like you'd be crazy not to wrap the series up there. I I, I think personally. Yeah, um, well, I've seen the preview for the next episode, and it's not great. No, um, um, they've already been the kind con- yeah, like okay. Ralph has already had been fired because of the controversy there, and yeah, yeah. Well, he was in the next last episode. <laughs> eh, technically. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Ralph was not yeah. the dude who played yeah. him, but um, Ralph was. yeah, like Batwoman. I mean, it's trying hard, and I honestly feel like this season is better than the last one, but it's still not yeah. great. It's too late. That that yeah. show they didn't they that that show. You can call me out for it and call me whatever you want, but that show came out specifically to make people happy and not to tell a good story. No. And I'll admit, season two is more geared toward a good story, but it's too little too late, uh, as you're saying. Uh, We definitely have a more engaging actress as Batwoman, uh, for sure. I like her performance way, way better than I did Ruby Roses. I think that might be because she actually knows how to act. Yeah. um, Her character's weird. Her character is almost like Terry McGinnis in a lot of ways. I think that's why I kind of like it. Um, she's not someone who's super knowledgeable about the bat suit, but she's learning as she goes. Uh, it's a little weird to have such a young team. It would make more sense again to have like an older, um, Bruce way. It more sense to have Alfred there, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. kind of guiding things along rather than just Luke Fox and, uh, Kate's fucking stepsister. But, yeah. uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, and I, like I say, I think it's too little too late on that front. Black Lightning, this is an awesome season for it, like, to be honest with you. Lots of cool shit's happening, but uh, unfortunately they decided to end that series. It would have been nice to see it continue on Netflix for a little while, because it's already so self-contained, it would have been nice to see it keep going. Yeah, it's kind of confusing because they talked about spinoffs, but I don't know, they haven't really talked much about them since. No, exactly right. Gonna do a like thunder and lightning spinoff. Yeah, uh, Painkiller was supposed to get a spinoff as well. Painkiller was supposed to get a spinoff. Um... Which Painkiller's episode is the one that's coming up on March or uh, April 11th uh, when the show comes back. Um, but again, like whether that'll just be a thing. I always thought it would be a cool spinoff to see a little like miniseries for uh, Painkiller and Kid Flash. Like Painkiller was looking for like closure and trying to find purpose in life. I think it would have been awesome for someone to point him toward Kid Flash, the fucking Buddhist monk who had figured his shit out, yeah. um, who was also losing his powers. Um, so it would have been an interesting kind of pair up to do in my opinion, but I think unfortunately the CW universe as a whole is kind of dying right now. Um, yeah, we, we talked about this on my stream where they, they should have thought that the natural conclusion was the crisis on infinite earths. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just like, they clearly DC doesn't care because all of the hype this month went towards Snyder cut and we've had three CW shows start up again. There should have been a lot more fanfare for that. And there really wasn't. Maybe there was on TV commercials, but online there was nothing. And on Netflix there was nothing. There's nothing yeah, like Flash I... is gonna be back in a week. Like No, yeah. I just got the thing that said new episode. I saw that it said new episode and I was like, new episode when? Yeah. Same and I was here. like, oh new episode. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So clearly DC doesn't really care anymore. Uh and again it kind of sucks because Superman and Lois is actually a pretty good series. 
Um, yeah. It's got probably some of the better shot. Like, I, cinematography on that show is way better than the other CW shows. Um, now, problematically, I'm not really enthralled by the main villain in this right now. Uh, Master Chief? Yeah. <laughs> I thought the same fucking thing. Like, why is, Ma- why is Superman fighting Master Chief? Dude, when I saw the trailer, I instantly, I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Master Chief. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, slight spoilers. This winds up being a Lex Luthor from a different Earth, um, which is more of a uh, uh, Injustice Earth, where Superman has gone rogue and taken over. So that's why this Luthor fucking hates Superman. He's he's justified in his actions, but also not because this isn't the fucking same Superman, jackass. But you know, try telling a Luthor or anything, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a waste of time. Yeah. But it makes sense. I assumed that it was probably some sort of Lex suit. Um, yeah. But it really looks like Master Chief. Yeah, it really <laughs> does. It, there's probably a reason why he got destroyed in, like, the first couple episodes. Uh, so that they can yeah, do... Microsoft was suing him. Yeah. <laughs> it's so they can do a redesigned Lexo shoot that will uh, have some sort of different look to it. I can't say it'll be, like, comic accurate because this Lex Luthor is nothing like the comics Lex Luthor other than he is very driven and dedicated to fucking murdering Superman. Uh, he at least has a purpose and a code of honor, it seems like. Uh, but still very misguided. And unfortunately, we just haven't seen any other Superman villains really outside of that so far, and we're four episodes deep, which I think is kind of a mistake, on my opinion. Um, the, the show feels like Stargirl, but it's not hitting enough of the comic book elements to, to keep that audience engaged. Whereas Stargirl at least gave you a little taste of something every episode, so... Yeah, I still have to watch Stargirl. Yeah. Um, it's surprisingly good, uh, like like I was saying before. Uh, and small, or uh, <laughs> I say Smallville because that's kind of what it's <laughs> aiming for. But uh, right. Superman and Lois, like it's hitting some of those notes. It's cool seeing Clark Kent trying to be a dad to like an angsty teen that's not like the all American like kid, uh, and seeing that juxtaposition between the twins. It's a, it's a good story. The problem is I don't think we're ever going to get anything out of it because. I feel like this is all going to fold in on itself at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I mean, the fact that we saw the the can- arrow and canary or or birds of prey or whatever the hell they were going to yeah. call that the canaries, whatever they were going to call that show, uh, canceled. Yeah, I think pretty much cemented the fact that these shows are done. Yeah, what I, I think what the I'm... only one that even really still gets views is Flash. Yeah. And even and, that's not as much as it used to. No, I I would agree. My my hope. Let, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. My hope is that they'll take uh, a couple properties that are doing okay. Like my hope is Superman and Lois. Maybe they just transfer it over to the DCEU, um, along with Doom Patrol and the others. Because um, there's definitely room for that to merge it with Stargirl and that kind of thing. Th- those storylines definitely match up. Uh, and similar with Constantine. I know they still have the rights to that, and there was murmurs and back and forth over it, so, hey, maybe hopefully they transfer Constantine into that universe as well. Because there's definitely room for those shows there. Um, especially with Swamp yeah. Thing falling apart. Um, th- there's definitely room for those two shows over in that world. Yeah, I mean, I, the nice thing, less so about the Lois and Superman and whatever the case, but... Um whatever that show's called uh constantine at least you can just pretend that the original constantine series is nothing to do with the arrowverse yeah exactly um and then just go from there don't even imply any of the other stuff just get the same dude he he's pretty much wolverine now 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> Hugh Jackman and the dude who plays Constantine are pretty much known as Wolverine and Constantine for me. Yeah. So much so, I only know who Hugh Jackman is because he's been in other stuff. Yeah, exactly. No, it's, uh, that that's, and that's what I mean. Like, that's story and character that they can translate over very, very easily without too much effort at all. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that would be just awesome to see in, at the end of the day. So that's my hope anyways, and we'll see what happens. But, uh, I think CW is just about done with superheroes by the seam of it. And to their credit, they've been at it for 20 years. Uh, they are the reason that we have superheroes on TV. Um, mm-hmm. They were the ones that took a risk with Smallville and said, hey, let's try something a little different. And by the end of Smallville, we had a fully realized costume Justice League on TV. Not that all the costumes were great, but they were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, we got the other series. We got our Gotham. We got Arrow. We yeah, got the Arrow. Flash. And from there, it snowballed into getting... Eventually, we got to see a realized version of Crisis on Infinite Earths on TV. Do you ever told, like, childhood me that we would get to see that? I fucking wouldn't ever believed you. That that wouldn't happen. Too much. Yep. Uh, but we got it. And it, it was pretty fucking good. For being TV, it was fucking good. So, um... Yep. Yeah, so so credit to CW. They've gone there. Uh, it, it's time for them to probably move on to Sirs. I mean, they've already started with Walker, Texas Ranger, and <laughs> some of the other shows. So, off to hopefully continued success in other venues yeah i think it's one of those things that we should be happy with what we got and we got the time there and our time with it is up yep exactly Um, and we got we still have better things coming up we have doom patrol we have titans we have hopefully more dcu shows that are coming along the pipe so yeah fingers crossed hope for the best Mm -hmm. i agree um yeah i i don't i could probably tie this into both of these one way or the other but um Speaking of things that we had fun with and had a time with, and, you know, we're, we're pretty much already on to the next one, uh, WandaVision. Yeah. Um, so, do, do you have a rough breakdown? I watched it all in one day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I watched it week to week as it came out. <clears throat> Kevin blazed through in a single shot. The nice thing about that show is it's not hard to do in a single day. Uh, you can nope. easily knock it out of the park. Uh, and just in, e- in general, not just the runtime, but just an easy show to fucking sit down and watch. Uh, there's not really any dull moments in it. It pulls you along the entire time. It, yeah, it's um, always it dangling what, that carrot of mystery, and it's just yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it it did what Marvel does best with its movies, uh, more so like the Ant Man and the Thor Ragnaroks and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There, um, uh, yeah, I, I mean that's the thing, right? Like, uh, yeah, we talked about last time. Elizabeth Olsen did a great job of channeling like those actresses from the past sitcoms. Uh, Paul Bettany did a great job playing the you know fish out of water dad in those old era stuff. Uh, oh, for sure. Um, I I I called out. Not I don't understand people. Pretty much just shit on the first couple episodes because they like if you ever watched any of those kinds of shows like. It wasn't boring. There's was no. nothing boring there. It's what those shows were, yeah. and I was I. Those shows allowed me to kind of pinpoint the weird stuff that was happening. Exactly. The, those moments are what that the theme of those shows are what made those two like moments of like something's not right here very fucking apparent and all the more disturbing. Yeah. Like. Um, and now that I've I've heard it after the fact that the writer or director or one of them, they talked about the the show and the, those generations of tv shows are literally based off the five stages of grief yeah 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it works even more once you know that it's even more perfect because the you know you get more and more information with each change in type of TV show because you know denial is your first one and and so much so that you don't even. There's almost no hint yeah. that anything is wrong. And very funny that it fits with the 50s, right? Yeah. <laughs> 40s and 50s. The age of nothing's wrong, everything's fine, just keep cleaning the house, it'll be okay. Yep. <laughs> um, and then I only really had two issues with the show. One of them luckily only lasted five minutes, but I swear to God, and I'll say this every time I bring up this show, <laughs> if those kids would have stayed five for any longer. <laughs> yep, I hear you. I probably would have stopped yeah. watching. Annoying as fuck, for sure. Um, it's just like, oh, mommy, we have a puppy. But it's not even like, I get that kids talk or say that kind of stuff. It's just the way they sounded. Yeah. My like, my only really... assumption is that Elizabeth Olsen did some directing in this and she was just channeling fucking listening to her sister's rehearse or something. It was just like, here's how to sound annoying as fuck, kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be because I'm just <laughs> so bad. Yeah. I couldn't handle it. Um, and then this is kind of our my tie-in to earlier when I was talking about, um, you know, Easter eggs and, and little uh, kind of nods to other things yeah. is I hate this. I, I hate every portion of what they did here, and that is Evan Peters being Quicksilver. Yeah. Because uh, why? Yeah, I'm of the opinion, if you were going to make a move like that, you have to commit to it. You have to make it a thing. You have to say, like, either this is how we're bringing mutants in, this is a Quicksilver we brought from another universe, because that's what we had to do, because this one was dead, like, mm -hmm. and this is where he is now, and this is how we're transplanting him, or don't do it at all. Because all you're doing is creating confusion and fucking anger amongst the uber nerds, and what good comes from that that's just that's like creating that's purposely setting out to create negative energy that's waking up in the morning and choosing violence yeah well, that's, the, that's the thing is i don't even think i'm an uber nerd i just think it's so fucking lazy yeah because yes it does it does one of two things i would not have been happy with them bringing in the other universes like i i don't want them to do that i think that's i think that's a terrible choice no i but agree yes, if, if, the, if, that, if that's yeah. what they were doing then sure i'm less upset about evan's peter evan peters being there yeah if it's purposeful, um, if they're going to follow through with it, not so bad. And right. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I would rather them start fresh and create mutants in a new light rather than having this yeah. be like an infinite Earths fucking moment. But Right. I mean, it's just so much work and nobody cares. Um, but that, the other part that pissed me off is they do this thing and then he's like, oh, that's kick-ass. And then like, then she's like, kick-ass? Yes, because the actual fucking Quicksilver is, was in kick-ass. Like, yeah. fuck off. Like, do you think you're funny? Like... And I'm not mad at Elizabeth Olsen yeah. for that. It's whoever wrote it. Because it would have been funnier to have a poster in the background or something like little tiny thing that wouldn't have like beating you over the head with it and waiting for the laugh track. It's just yeah, there. It's just, so <laughs> there's just something like something more they could have done. Instead, they they fucking beat you over the head with this like oh it's it's different Quicksilver like isn't that crazy? Why does he not look the same? Oh why is that? And then like. Elizabeth Olsen, Olsen in an interview said that she thought that they were crossing over with the other universe because of that. Yeah. Like, even she thought it. Yeah. So, like, you confused your actors with something that didn't need to happen. <laughs> He's literally any character. I, I said to you last time that why not, you know what would have made it even funnier? Just make it fucking uh, Frankie Muniz. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you want to get the joke of, like, why does he look so familiar but not like my brother... Because he's fucking Frankie Muniz, and you yeah. had, you watched um, 
Malcolm, Malcolm in the Middle, in the middle yeah, because exactly. it was in the box of movies. <laughs> yeah, that would have been way better for sure. Um, it's kind of like a slight yeah. nod, but a nod yeah. to itself. Yeah. In the same show, I just it annoys me. It's yeah. just such terrible writing. It's so lazy to just make Easter eggs and nods at stuff because you can, because you have the money and it's funny enough. Mm-hmm. Because people who you know don't know quite well enough go, oh, I get it, kind of. And then the people who don't go, oh, that's cool. Like, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah. And it's just so much, it's so unnecessary for something that has no payout. Because now, if they do anything again with Stephen Bonner, yeah, how do you, you're going to have Quicksilver all the time. Yeah, exactly, right? You, you, you've boned yourself into that character's mode and not to mention now you're, if you want Quicksilver back in any capacity... You're creating a third one potentially now, or like it's yeah, it's bad planning, but yeah. Um, which again, this was my biggest concern with this show the entire time, yeah. Um, was oh, now that yeah, exactly. Which now that said, that was the biggest fumble that it really made. Everything else is pretty goddamn spot on. Uh, we got mm-hmm. Photon introduced in this series, and she's pretty badass. Um, yep. white vision is a thing that we're going to see a, probably, I'm thinking definitely cool character arc. Like we saw with the West coast Avengers in the comics. Uh, basically yeah. we're, we're going to go on vision, getting his soul back essentially. Um, yeah. I assume we'll probably see more of him in armor wars. Yeah. Uh, we got some really cool. I think we got one of the most iconic line or one of the probably future, most iconic lines we'll ever see on TV from vision, um, with what is grief, but love persevering. I don't think that line's ever going to go away now. Uh, that was just some brilliant writing and delivery. Yeah, uh, yeah like it, it was just, it was really well done all around. Like top notch acting for the entire cast, knocked it out of the park. Um, and yeah, like 90% of the writing was spot on and just hit every note right. And yeah, that's it. Don't, don't get me wrong. I liked this show. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it as a, as a whole. Like, the whole thing was great. It's literally that one thing that bothers me. Yeah. And because... it bo- I think it bothers me the most because I know it's someone that wrote it because they thought they were funny. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it wasn't written for any benefit of the actual story or any yeah. benefit of actual progression of character arc or anything like that. It was written in there because someone thought it was funny. Yeah, exactly. And that's the shit that pisses me off. Yep, 100%. And yeah, and like otherwise, uh, this show could easily lead into like House of M or something like that. Uh, we leave off with Wanda looks like she's fucking practicing her powers with the Darkhold and she's sussing stuff out. So maybe she's trying to power up. Maybe she's trying to do globally what she did achieved on a small scale now. Mm-hmm. The, we might not have gotten Hero Wanda out of this. We might have gotten Villain Wanda out of this whole scenario, quite potentially, so... Uh, it, it leaves open a lot of cool doors, and I'm pretty excited to see where else we go uh, from yeah. this universe I from mean, here. I think we we finish off probably a large portion of it in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely going to be stuff after that that needs <laughs> answering. Uh, I love that meme that's uh, floating around right now, and it's uh, Agatha. You know, I've studied for hundreds of years to become, you know, the most powerful witch on the earth. And then Loki, like... I studied for my entire life to become, like, the most powerful sorcerer in Asgard. Doctor Strange. I studied for months, and I'm the Sorcerer Supreme. Elizabeth Olsen. You guys studied? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, 
yeah, that is funny. The the other one I saw is like anybody who's in something with me dies, and it's like her and Pietro, and then it's her and Vision, and then it's her. The Doctor Strange has like the like the look of worry on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's fun, and I like that we're opening up the world of magic even more because there are some big magical characters in the D, in the uh, Marvel universe that can create a lot of kookiness. A lot, of, mm-hmm. a lot of nuttiness, so. Uh, and yeah, especially if we introduce Mephisto, that uh, could very well tie into fucking Spider-Man, for all we know. Because yeah. that shit's got to get put back in the bottle somehow, I assume. But I, who knows? We'll Spider-Man's going to be its own confusing situation when that happens. But Indeed. We'll, we'll figure yeah. it out, I yeah. suppose. Um, Speaking of to... Marvel fun... Yep, okay, that's what I was going to yeah. ask, and yeah. we're uh, on the same page. Yeah, um, we got uh, probably the, the best piece of uh, watchery that we could have gotten this week out of all the superhero-dom. Uh, DC threw a whole lot of stuff at the wall for us the last couple of weeks, and the best thing that stood out was something from Marvel, and that was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, yeah, um, this instantly was more of what I want to see. Yeah. more Again, not that I didn't like WandaVision, I thought it was great. Um, but this is instantly the kind of show that I would prefer mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. One, one division was great because fun. it was just different. It not only yes. did it contribute to really great story. It was also something different. I, I, you, we've never seen anything on TV quite like that. So that was why it was nice. Uh, Falcon and winter soldier is bringing it back home around to what your standard Marvel, uh, content would be. More aptly, keeping in line with more of a uh, Captain America Winter Soldier feel. Yes. Uh, I mean, in- instantly, even with the... Uh, yeah, 100% with the tone, which is uh, is great because that's the best... One of the best Marvel movies. Yeah. It's definitely the best Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. But even so, in saying that, the first villain we fight is fucking Batroc. Yeah. Yeah, I loved that. I inst- instantly was like, holy shit, like... He's back. That's hilarious. Like, I wouldn't believe su- that we would get Batroc the Leaper on screen once in my lifetime, let alone yeah, twice. Let alone twice. <laughs> I, I and it's because um, Batista, or not Batista, um, St. Pierre does such a fucking good job as him. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's the, one of the more serious versions of that character I've ever seen, and mm. it's great. Um, and he kicks ass. Like, yeah. it's It's that thing where, like, he he kind of gets away with what he was doing, mm-hmm. not actually, but because he almost beat the shit out of Captain America. Yeah, and it's it's that it, it's it's one of those things where we instantly see at the beginning that Falcon isn't quite there yet. Yeah, um, he can still he still gets the job done, but it's you know way more sloppy. Mm-hmm. He can't win the fight hand to hand. Kind of a couple things there, and even more so leads into the fact of him giving the shield back because like. You know, I'm not Captain America. Yeah. Um, there's just so much with both characters. There's the, uh, I don't know, man. It's just so good. Bucky trying to go through his his therapy and, and you know, apologize for what he's done wrong yeah. and that kind of stuff there. And you see how easy it is on one circumstance and then on the other circumstance how just difficult it is. Yeah. Almost impossible. Oh, it's, it's so great seeing him go through that process, too. It's like... <laughs> guess what this is one of the most damaged people in the marvel universe he he's trying to do things the right way he's getting help (laughs) 
Yeah. Because he's fucked. Um, <laughs> and, and it's just it's just that whole there's yeah. semi spoilers. I mean, there's nothing too crazy that happens in this episode yeah. that that does anything really. But he has this nightmare of of killing um, this this guy who's just kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. And you find out that this guy is the son of this yeah. this old man who has been friended yeah he's been like <laughs> befriended the entire show and like been hanging out with and like the old man gets him a date with a cute girl and like very like homey and yeah at the end you see the picture of this poor kid and you're like oh fuck man like bucky <laughs> this is why i like yeah. you more than fucking the red hood like you you have just that much more morality and that much more damage to you yeah, it's just a, it's, it's, it's just every part of it is good. The fact that, you know, they, both of these characters disappeared yeah. as well. Yeah. And more so for, for Falcon, it, you know, he left behind his, his family. Like he didn't have a, a wife and kids, but he had his actual family. Yeah. His, his, his sister, his, dad, nieces, his sister, nephews. Her, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, his, his nephews are both now like, you know, like what, what might be like 10 and five. Yeah. Or ten and eight yeah. or something, and then his sister, you know, their father passed away. You know, she's been dealing with the family money and house and boat and all this stuff, and you know, try to get uh, a loan. And then there's yeah. hints of whether or not you know they're not getting a loan because of the blip or because of you know yeah. possible racial Race circumstances. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just it's just good, right? Because yeah. like it's and- one of those things. Yeah, and I think that's why I liked the grab. One of the things I liked about the grab on this, it had so much heart. It brought you so much close to the ground, and you cared about everything happening to all these people. And it, it hits so many notes, like uh, it ties in very much. Like Black Lightning was a lot like that. It really makes you care about these the the problems of the regular people that are in these issues. And that was one of the things I loved about it. Um, you, you're looking at these little communities affected by the blip and. How, how shit's going down and whatnot so yeah 100 yeah. percent. i mean even the even the new character we get introduced to you know uh i don't know his name i don't even know if it said his name um I, it did once because he was the dude helping him from the ground or whatever they yeah. did say his name but when he finds the 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 flag burners flag raisers what are they called uh flag crushers flag smashers whatever no yeah, something like that. The the radical group that yeah. exists in this. Yeah. Um, and he gets the like he gets the shit kicked out of him, and you're like, oh damn, like, y- you know, you kind of have that like, uh oh, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Um, where's this gonna go? Like, clearly Falcon kind of, you know, is at least all right with him just because the type of character he is. But, um, you know, something tells me that it's not gonna probably turn out the best for this guy by the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it leaves you wanting more. And, uh, like I say, you just care so much about all the characters involved. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and just so good. And like you say, you get that feeling of inadequacy from Sam all the way through. Hammered home by the ending with the, the reveal. Oh, yeah. um, which I'm really intrigued to see about this, because this makes me wonder, like, we had, there's talk for Secret Invasion and everything. Like, maybe we get a Dark Avengers TV show somewhere around here, too. Like, mm-hmm. if they're they're willing to go that like close to the comic storyline of just introducing a replacement like yeah cool uh yeah it's just so crazy like yeah you, you could see the hate in him instantly yeah 
Like he's just so mad, and it makes he, sense. He's mad he at, gave he, the shield. Yeah, mad at himself and mad at the situation. Like, yeah, just so. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> it. Like the anger is everywhere because he gave away the shield because it wasn't. He still believed it wasn't his. It didn't fit him. Yeah. The the way that you know it's it wasn't mine. It doesn't. I can't give the same hope and um, meaning behind the symbol as Steve did. It's yeah. I can't. It's not that I couldn't throw a shield. That's not a big deal. That's what yeah. it means. So I gave that up to go in a museum so that people can still see it and believe. And then instantly they give it away. Yeah. And it's it's that whole that that inner anger of like, what did I do? Like, why didn't I just keep it? Why didn't I live up to what he knew I could be? And yeah. And then and then the hate of (laughs) of like, I, I, I believe in this government and in this country. I mean, that's what I've fought for my entire life. And they just threw it back in my face. Yeah. And I and like that we're getting that arc more fleshed out in this. Obviously, we they've tried to touch on it as much as they could with Nomad in the movies and whatnot. But this gives us a closer look at it. Um, yeah. And I'm really digging that. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely excited for more of this. It's, again, yeah. this is almost exactly what I was expecting and exactly what I wanted in these shows. Yeah. Um, 100%. Uh, yeah, and, and this makes me look forward to Loki and to the other shows that are coming out. And, um, That's all defense about Loki. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm intrigued by it a lot, so I... I'm sure it'll be fine. I just don't care about Loki anymore. Yeah. I care about Loki less than I cared about Wanda and Vision. Yeah, I guess I, guess I just kind of want to watch Tom Hiddleston and something. I don't know. It's been a while since King Kong. And... Yeah, fair enough. He's entertaining. I, again, I'm... I'm just sick and tired of Loki. <laughs> he's he's been in almost more movies than half of the other Avengers. That's fair. Did you want to talk I, about? I was just for a second here. Yeah, mon- I was just going to do Monster Hunter. Yeah, yeah. Monster Monster Hunter is a quick. Uh, um, I was well, not quick. Our radar, but yeah. Yeah, it's mainly confusing, and I'll say the same thing I said last time. I've never been so backwards on a movie I've ever like it. it it's confusing. Normally, video game movies have nothing to do with the video game, but are at least an okay movie. This had almost everything to do with the video game made sense. So, like, 80% <laughs> of this movie didn't. was good, <laughs> and then 20% of this movie didn't know how to be a movie. So, it's not good. Yeah. Um, it's so confusing to me, because I didn't even know that was possible until I saw this movie. <laughs> right. That that could be, like, again, 80% of this movie is good, but that 80% isn't the part that makes it a movie. Mm-hmm. So it's instantly bad. Uh, yeah. It's just a weird buddy cop, or like, uh, yeah, buddy cop is probably. You want a buddy cop where Donnie Yen teams up with Mila Jovovich, who's a military officer from another world, trapped in the land of Monster Hunter, ish. <laughs> then this is the game. This is the movie for you. Yeah, it's just overall is not great. <laughs> I feel so like we need confusing. to recut it with like '90s voiceover and comedic tones. Yeah. Well, it's a thing. It would probably be somewhat more reasonable, <laughs> but very similar to our, our conversation last time. It's like somehow somebody made the first Mortal Kombat and it was overall pretty good. And then since then, no one has understood how to make a video game movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because the plot and everything is kind of laid out there for you. Don't know where everything keeps going wrong. But whatever. if you take out the American army and Mila Jovovich, there's a movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I still don't like some of the costume again. Or make her uh, from a Perlman. different land rather than a different world. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. No, just don't. She doesn't need to be there. <laughs> um, and Ron Perlman's character looks like a fucking local stage play version of <laughs> like the Wizard of Oz. He looks like the Cowardly Lion. <laughs> like almost a hundred percent like the Cowardly Lion. There's just so so many little things that again, it's like twenty percent of the movie is bad, but that twenty percent is what makes a movie a movie. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, so. Um, don't watch it. I watched it for free. So. Yeah, exactly. I, um, yeah, just just avoid till it comes up on your service or something. Then you can attempt to watch it. Yeah, throw it on while you're doing laundry or some shit. But yeah, that's yeah. that's about all the bad, good you can say about Monster Hunter. Um, Monsters so, looked cool. Game stay stuff, gameplay stuff related was cool. Yeah, movie bad. Yeah. Um, this is bringing us around to our very last thing. So, uh, this week, basically all I've been able to think is, uh, that meme with the guy checking out the girl, uh, in that meme in my head, uh, the guy is, uh, comic book fans. The, the hot girl he's checking out is Falcon and Winter Soldier. And the angry girlfriend is Snyder Cut and CW Universe. Right. Um, because one of these things is clearly better than the others. Uh, <laughs> now... That said, I will say this about the Snyder Cut. It is, overall story-wise, a better movie. Yep. It is just way too fucking long. And See, I actually didn't think the length was an issue. Nah. There, there's about like three reasons. an easy hour you could cut out of that movie to make it I, I, I 100% watchable. think you could cut yeah, something yeah. out of it. Yeah, um, without a doubt. But I don't even know if I would think about it as a movie. Yeah. Uh, it, it's broken up into 30-minute episodes. For you. Yeah, I would have rather it been. Yeah, I, I would have rather this a mini series. I think that was one of my final notes at it. It, it would have made more sense to come out broken up in in parts. Uh, yeah, but the thing yeah. is, like nobody does that anyways. Most people binge watch shows, but you could have. I, I Corey watched yeah. it that way. He yeah. he literally watched two hours at a time or two parts at a time. Yeah. He he watched for an hour and then did a bunch of stuff and then came back and watched another hour. So, like, it's doable. I don't know if the length is the issue. I watched for four hours straight. I actually, mainly because I watched WandaVision in six hours, yeah. it yeah. didn't, the length didn't matter to yeah. me. If it was in the theater, yes, four hours is Yeah, exactly. Long. If I'm yeah. sitting at home, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think, I think if anything, this does more for movies that need more story in them to realize that if you are going to a service, the length doesn't matter quite as much. Yeah. What I'll say is I did watch it probably a little more overly critical than I normally would have. There's just a lot of stuff that you could have easily left on the cutting room floor that wasn't important, that didn't drive story, that wasn't abundantly necessary. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not be, arguing that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not arguing that it is too long for a movie. Yeah. But, again, I think it made up for its own issue by giving it to you in parts that you could watch as individuals. Yeah. Um, so, like, as much as I agree, I don't ever want to watch anything that's four hours. Uh, again, I didn't really mind. I didn't really notice it that much. But it broke itself up it, yeah. <laughs> on purpose. Yeah, but the thing is, is, like, I very much as, as much as, well, not as much as you, I didn't care about this. I, I really, at the end of the day, could have cared less yeah. if they remade it or didn't remake it. There's other issues that cause these movies to be not good, yep. um, which I will get into in a bit. Um, but I don't think... Like, I didn't go into it looking for things to not like about it, which I know, 
Like, not just you. There's lots of people that went into it. No, no. I I went into it with an open mind. I went into it, like, wanting, like, okay, I want this to be worth four hours of my time and feel good and everything. And I think part of it is I watch things more overly critical because I used to do that shit and I used to be an editor and whatnot. Uh, That's part of the issue with a lot of the stuff that I saw. And uh, that's just how I watch movies in general, unfortunately. I, I I mean, maybe, but you're talking to the guy that hates movies that lots of people love. Yep. Like you're ta- you're talking to the guy that fucking hates shit that people go. This is the best movie in this yeah. series. I'm like, it's not. It's not even close. Yeah, and I did um, I did try to reanalyze some of my notes and be like, am I doing this just to be a contrarian and say fuck you, Zack Snyder? And no, I'm not. It, it's stuff that I genuinely feel like could have been cut out or dropped or left out to make it a one sit yeah. easily watch movie. But yeah, I mean, again, I think a three hour movie does make more sense. Yeah. Again, I'm not going to sit here and shit on the time because it gave it to you in parts. It gave you the option to not watch it as four hours. I think if I were going to wrap up the whole thing up in a summary, I, I it would have been nice to have rather than a Zack Snyder's full director's cut to have the Zack Snyder theatrical cut. Y- yes. Have it how yeah. it should have been the first time. Yes. yes I yeah. 100% agree. <laughs> I mean, that's that's literally what this did in the long run was maybe next time don't fucking switch shit in the middle just because you yeah, don't like it. Exactly. And that's <laughs> not to say there aren't elements, and we'll get to this later, there's not to say that I think there aren't elements from the Ween cut that should have been left in. Because um, there's a couple things that I honestly believe should have been. But uh, yeah, Fair enough. Yeah. I didn't re-watch, so I can't say for sure that I know what those are. Neither did but at I. The end of the... Fortunately, I just remembered things that stuck oh, out okay. to me. Because so. I, I was going to say, at the end of the day, I don't know if there's anything from the first one really overall that would have made a huge difference to leave in. But again, we can go over that later. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, we'll get to that stuff. So, That's mostly toward the end, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. So so time time is a here nor there thing. Again, yeah. I, I do think a theatrical release, a three-hour version of this movie, two hours and 40 minutes, two and a half, whatever. Yeah. You know, a regular theatrical is probably better overall. Yes. I will say I didn't find as much an issue because it did give you the option. Yeah, I, I unfortunately, due to segments. time constraints, had to fucking power through it in one go. Um, yeah, you're entirely right, because ideally that's what I would have done. I would have done the same thing Corey did. I would have broken into two parts and I would have just watched them as though it was like Endgame and fucking Infinity War. That, right. That's how I would have approached it. I just I didn't have that luxury. So sitting down and... And that maybe that was another reason it felt long because I had to take that four hours to do it. Yeah, I didn't. I I did watch it in four hours, but I didn't have to watch it in four hours. I could have gone to bed, but I I was already in it. I was enjoying most of what I was watching. So I was like, all right, well, we'll just keep going. I mean, so I'll give you that caveat. Maybe that's one of the reasons why it felt long to me is because I had to do it in that time frame. Yeah, yeah. Again, again, it's one of those things where I'm not not arguing that it is too long for a movie. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised now if things that go directly to a streaming service start becoming three hours ish. Yeah, like a director cut um, or get broken up into like and... a part one and a part two. Yeah, because in a streaming service you can do that. I mean, well, and in it, general, actually... like let's be honest, how long has it been since we've seen a movie do that? Like Infinity War and Endgame. Let's let's be honest. Those yes. are that's a two parter movie. Uh, so it, I can't remember the last time we had that in theaters. Really, I remember The Matrix technically, but in my opinion, those are two separate movies. That was just kind of Kill a fuck Bill. you to audiences. Uh, yeah, 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 that's probably about the last time I really remember that uh, being a thing. Um, so, yeah, it, it, we, as you're saying, we're in an age now, and I think we've seen this over time, stories have gotten longer. Good stories have started gone from an hour and a half to two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't surprise me if, if you're right. We see this getting stretched out in either two-part segments of movies 
uh, in theaters or full three, three and a half hour epics on streaming services or mini series. The, like, yeah. the last time I actually saw it, and it wasn't in theaters, but it would have been Dark Knight Returns. Uh, yes, a, a yes. Part one yeah. and part two. Yes, you're right. Um, not the same amount of length. It's about three hours and 20 minutes, I think, if you yeah. watch both of them together. Yeah. But I think that would have been the last time I saw it. And mm-hmm. it works. Oh, very um, well, yeah. So, yeah. I, again, I'm, I'm with you, though. I, I do think still it is slightly too long because there is definitely parts that aren't needed. Um, I think there's parts that aren't ever going to get better. Yeah. I honestly think if Zack Snyder done. could... Well, and it's hard to say because uh, personally, I feel like two halves as they are aren't strong enough to be separated by that much, but... It almost no, would have been yeah. smart for him to do a week release of part one and two, and then again, or part one, two, and three, and then part three, four, five, like or something in two parts. Yes, yeah, split it up a different yeah. way. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I think a part one and a part two. I think like a lead up to bringing Superman back to life, and then because yeah. if I'm not wrong, I think you're when you get the backstory of everything where Diana does her flashback. I think that's almost the middle part. Is it not? Like I, I think that's uh, almost like an, center. It, but, yeah, it's almost. I think yeah. it's like an hour and fifty, an hour and forty. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you'd have to go a little farther than that into it, but yeah. Yeah. I so, um, I don't know exactly. We didn't really talk about how much we or like how we wanted yeah. to break this down. I don't know. Um, I've got like stuff written chronologically down a little bit. Um, okay. Um, of... I wrote down. I wrote down more of like the secret like snippet things that I thought were kind of cool yeah. that they referenced without going into them. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of it, I'm just remembering off of yeah, yeah. watching it, but I think, I think part of the problem with this movie and the story, cause you're right. I, I do think that, I do think this is actually, I think this is much better. I think this is easily like double oh, yes. whatever. Yes. It, it, this fixes like, any questions you had in the first one, things that were Swiss cheese that didn't make sense to you. This movie answers a hundred percent Yeah, and gives you I, I better, think, better reasoning behind it than the other one could have. Yeah, I think it changes the movie from like a three, a three four to a seven. Yeah, easily. Um, um like th- there's some really good stuff in here. Like a uh, cyborg, uh, for one. I like I love everything that was added to cyborg in this movie. I can understand yeah. now why Ray Fisher is the cast member that's pushed the hardest for this because he got fucked the hardest on this. Oh yeah, he almost doesn't exist in the other movie. Yeah, whereas here he plays a very big role. His character development is massive, and like I like it a lot. Correct me, we didn't get a booyah though, did we? No. So yeah. I was gonna say there's only two things that I was kind of upset about Cyborg, and it's the booyah, and I don't like him having like 17 extra arms at times. I, I know he, I, that's an exaggeration, yeah. but I'm I, just, I don't. I'm not a fan of yeah. that. I'm okay with trait. that, but we also didn't get that final shot of him getting like the finished armor, like him growing right. the polished armor. I, I I liked that we got that in the Whedon cut because it looked like traditional cyborg, not this erector set, uh, transformer yeah, type fair. thing. I would assume um, that's a part two situation. Yes, and like, maybe that's part of the standalone cyborg movie, and maybe that's what Snyder originally kind of intended for that. And I'm okay with that too, to be honest with you. Uh, and I'm more excited for a standalone cyborg movie if it's a thing that happens now because... Again, we got a lot of cool stuff for Cyborg in this, and Silas Stone, and, like, it really made me give a shit about those characters, as much as I care about the Doom Patrol version now. Um, Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, which is saying something, because that was pretty fucking harsh what they did to that guy, too. So, um, yeah, Um, Cyborg was really, really well fleshed out. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I definitely Uh, think Cyborg is one of those characters where his 
TV, like Doom Patrol version, and the movie versions are both very good. Mm-hmm. Um, to the next character in this movie, I the Flash is not the same for me. No, I, uh, Flash I, was lacking in this. Uh, yeah, Flash is my least favorite part of this movie. It's my least favorite part of the original one. It's my least yeah. favorite part of this one. Um, and this is where too, I feel... Too loud. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. Honest, visually. Yeah. Just it's too loud. Um, and why can't he run normal still? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Who gave him that acting tip? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, to um, me, and this is actually where most of it, I think, the Joss Whedon stuff gets lost. Um, because, again, say what you will about the man. He understands the relationship between superheroes and civilian and where the heart comes from. And a lot of that in the Whedon cut came from The Flash. Uh, mainly his rescue sequences. Um, and, and because in like Stan Lee is a big proponent of this, like you define superheroes by the people they save and like th- those relationships and sometimes the inability to do that. And it, Whedon understands that. Uh, what He doesn't seem to understand that in his interpersonal relationships in real life, but he understands it on screen for superheroes. Uh, and those were the, the big moments I was missing. That little scene where Bruce uh, says to him, like save one person and then keep going. Like that for me was a really touching moment and a big moment for Barry personally in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the scene where he's rescuing the families and stuff from the, the city that's run down. That, oh, that's important. I'm actually, I'm, I'm glad that didn't exist. Oh. I actually thought that was awful the first time. Yeah. I didn't uh, like that at all. Well, it, for, for me, it creates that, that need for Barry. Like again, is it, fighting the parademons no but it's an important job and that's a big part of being a superhero and that creates a lot of heart in my mind right but but they gave him an important job in place of that and i know it's not the people i do agree the scene with him saving people in the and i'm not saying we shouldn't have lost the the charging up and everything too because i agree that that was awesome and that that shows a very classic flash sacrifice and kind of thing um but again i i think that rescue element added a lot to his character at the end um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Again, I think the first time is more important. The, it just doesn't make sense for people to be in that city at the end of the day. It no, uh, and yet again, that also killed one of my favorite lines from Aquaman too. Uh, like, who the hell would settle down here? Like, people who have been forced to go where no, they have nowhere else to go. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, my biggest problem with Endgame is that there was too many jokes from people who didn't make jokes. Um, and I think I think you're kind of getting it. In this movie, there is slightly not enough of the people who should be making jokes making jokes. Yeah. Well, I don't. Um, I never even considered that a joke. That was fucking more of a sarcastic jab at a kid who doesn't. Yeah, understand for sure. But I, I mean, like that's that. that's what that character yeah. is, right? Like that's yeah. the the Ant Man version of like Ant Man's okay to beef. Like uh, the two people that are joke makers in uh, the Marvel universe are literally Rhodey oh, yeah. and yeah. Ant Man. Right, so anybody else making jokes is it doesn't make sense. So, mm-hmm. uh, or and I guess Iron Man kind of, but yeah. he's more sarcastic in the sense of uh, like Aquaman. So, yes, I, I do. You lose some of that. I think the reason being is especially maybe in this cut because it's come after some of the other movies already exist. Like Aquaman exists. Yes, you don't need as much Aquaman happening because you you've already seen that character yeah now. that that was something else i had to debate with myself too am i overjudging certain aquaman scenes because i've seen an entire aquaman movie that i really enjoyed so i did have to go back on that it did make me question whether Zack snyder should have doubled down on still using the dolphin speak stuff that said it was already shot i get it you know there's not any sense in taking it out really um 
but whatever yeah um, um and then i think for I me think... the the other the last flash thing for me was uh i i really did like that post credit scene in the Whedon cut with them getting ready for the race yeah i liked that moment personally i i, I thought that was fun um yeah again that's one of those it's it's less it's one of those nods to something in the comics yes. that is fun i just don't think with where the flash is that it makes sense yet i yeah and i i could agree with that as well um, um later in a in a in a future movie sure i would see it also again it's one of those like end offs on a funny note even though like the most serious shit just happened yeah true which i i i, I again i don't not don't get me wrong. I think that scene is great. I think that scene makes sense more in a different movie. Yeah. And I do get the darker tone and everything. And I will say that, it, again, it was one of my favorite lines that I missed from the other one where Cyborg makes the legs joke. Yes. See, that that is a, a thing that I do think is it yeah. was funny. And it fit. Yeah. Because both him <laughs> and Superman put in a lot of effort in that fight. And they were yeah. both tired. And, and to me, like, that's, the, that's the same as not even getting a single booyah it, to me for him. Yes. Like that, that little note that just makes you understand that like Cyborg's been fucked this whole time, but he's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, even if you would have gotten the booyah after the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Right? Just yeah. to show that he, he once was, was a, a fun-loving <laughs> guy and he's yeah. not now. And then maybe in his movie, he goes booyah. Yeah, you know we, I mean? we get that back. Um, for sure. I, again, I, I think a big portion of the issues with this movie, and not just the like switching directors and now making a movie after some of the other movies that have already been made and other made for future movies, I think the issue is is the, the problem exists because the movie before this was not great. Yeah. So you have to use a lot of that in this movie and that's confusing. Like, it's not confusing, but it just doesn't work. Yes. Uh, one of the things that I had written down was, it, it's a pro, but in this movie, the way it's it's re-edited, um, and because you're missing a certain scene that fucking sucked anyways, uh, Bruce Wayne is seeking out other heroes not because of the imminent parademon looming threat, um, because in the previous movie, that was the inciting action for him to search for other heroes, was he encountered parademons in Gotham. Uh, in this movie, he is just trying to follow through for that promise he made to Superman and seek out other strong beings so that they can form an alliance for the few threats that are to come. Yes, um, I agree. Much better. Um, much better point. But it can confuse you for a minute when you're thinking about that old one when he says that line, when he's saying, like, I'm I'm putting together a team. There, There's threats coming our way. It's easy to forget that, wait, he didn't have that experience. This is actually a better reason. And he's just, he is Batman. He's paranoid. He's pre-planning for this shit. That's how he yep. is. Um, that yeah. actually, in that entire scene was something I liked a lot better in this. Um, there there was one weird edit in there. It's a very snack cidery thing, a fade to black before a cut. It's odd, but it's something he does. Um, and that's all that the... One second, we'll go. Sorry? I, I, I was going to... I assume what the part was, but just yeah, it's the Norwegian guy's hands and fades to black, and then it goes to him talking. But uh, yeah. it's awkward, but it's something he does sometimes. It's but uh, yeah, I, I mean that's probably some of the worst parts of the movie is the stuff that Zack Snyder does a lot, like the unnecessary slow motion. You have a character yeah. that allows you to do slow motion yeah. for fun. That's what I hated that. about the opening. <laughs> I, I really didn't like that entire opening sequence where the super scream is what activates the boxes and yeah. fucking. This. I, that is definitely something that is too long. <laughs> yeah, like that's just so About drawn five out. Minutes too long, <laughs> and it's just it's so unnecessary. Like it, it has no point to the plot of the movie really at all. The boxes could just be activating because Earth is a place where fucking superheroes are waking up. 
Like that's generally the premise in the past for dark side coming here. So yeah. I, in all honesty, that was entirely unnecessary and would have shaved fucking like five minutes off the movie right there. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you could even still have the scream and just make it so it doesn't take 20 years to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. um but yeah, uh, like I did like that opening Aquaman scene. I like that they established that everyone speaks Norwegian and doesn't speak English, and that's why it's okay for Aquaman to say the line like "You're crazy for dressing like a bat" because no one actually understood what the fuck he said. Right, yeah, <laughs> that was one of those gaping oh. plot holes that got addressed. That said, did we need fucking like five minutes of Norwegian women singing as Aquaman disappeared into the water? No. That that felt a little bit fucking elongated. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of this stuff was just because Zack Snyder had made it and was like, well, fuck it. At this point in time, I'm just going to put it yeah, in. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was meaning. It's it's weird getting a director's cut like this because there's stuff that would never make it to a theatrical cut if he was cutting it for the theater. This is literally stuff that he's dredging up as much as he can. So, mm-hmm. And that's where, a lot, as you say, a lot of this stuff uh, yeah. comes to be. Yeah, and... Yeah, and, like, in the timeline of the movie, I find it funny. Like, it takes Apollo like, fucking weeks to get to that box. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that that did confuse me a bit. They're like, get the queen, and then all of a sudden, it's, like, an hour later. Yeah, like, like, we've we've gone through Superman's, like, has died, gone through his funeral, and, like, this has been time has passed here. Like, how long did it take her to ride that fucking horse? Like, it can't be... Themyscira cannot be that big. Yeah. Well, you see, I had to I had to switch from my in town in in city horse to my field horse <laughs> to then my mountain horse to my yeah, and then uh, the, those in betweens. That's where a lot of those pretty slow motion scenes they were talking about too, like Martha Kent and Lois in the rain and that kind of stuff. Like yeah, scenes great. that look really nice but don't actually have a point to the overall movie. That yeah. there's a reason they got cut off, right? Yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing. It's probably, it's, again, it's those Zack Snyder things. Like, you have yeah. a character now that does slow motion. Just use him when you want to do slow motion. Yeah, exactly. Instead of making everything else. So, yes. Again, I was never arguing that the movie was too long. I no. just think it kind of solved its own problem yeah. by doing the parts. Because yeah. um, I do think there's tons of stuff that could be taken out. Um, I do like that we did get a lot of those, like, cool little nods and Easter eggs at things that, like, if you know that this is a character interesting that we might get them in the near future yeah um, i didn't like uh i didn't think we needed martian manhunter in this at least as as obviously as we got him yes I agree. um like a flash of red in the eyes for someone would have been cool i i don't i think it's weird that martha kent was him during that interaction uh yeah like, again, yeah, it's something that should have been just hinted at with a flash of red eyes or something, which I think it was in the, the Whedon cut, but uh, I yeah, we didn't need correct. fucking Martian Manhunter, especially the last scene with him, where he just kind of, like, shows up and is like, sup? Yeah. I For am the... Martian Manhunter, good day! <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. Things on Earth are making me asleep. very, very angry. Very angry indeed. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I kind of get it. I do think the scene is funny. It makes very little sense, um, yeah. especially when you you already imply how Martian Manhunter works. Why not make him Alfred and then Batman be like, "You're not Alfred," <laughs> yeah, and then him go, "Sorry." Like this is just yeah. the easiest way for me to. Um, and if you really wanted to show Martian Manhunter, he's old enough. You could have theoretically put him in that opening or that flashback scene. If you really yes. wanted to, you could have shown, or just a Martian in general, yeah. right? Like, yeah. it, like, Guardians from the Stars, like, Green Guardians from the Stars could have been both. 
yes, uh, green exactly. agents and exactly. Martians. So I, I agree. Um, there was just easier ways of doing that for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, it was cool to get. Was yeah. it the best way to do it? No, no, he didn't look bad for there being rush CGI and all that. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of people were shitting on like how the stuff looked, and I no. just think people don't realize so, that like how it was done. Yeah, it looked better than the fucking and, fake mustache. Yeah, and there was choices that had to be made for certain things. Um, yeah. Clearly, Dark Side and Steppenwolf were key focuses for CGI redoing. Um, oh, 100%. Whereas, let's say Zeus. <laughs> was definitely not oh, yeah. a priority for CGI or two. No, I mean, and that's the thing. You're not looking at them that closely. No. And the one time you do, you go, I'm just not going to look there again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to look at that yeah. part of the screen again. Um, um. Speaking of that, um, Steppenwolf in general, his character development, mm-hmm. fuck, that is a way better Steppenwolf than we got in the, the first movie. Uh, he is a villain worth talking about. Yeah, he, he has emotion. And I will say this, although I... I have issues with character design. He is a CG villain who fucking emotes and like you feel his character development for being a full on CG character. There's, there's emotion there. There's development and he, he's good. Like they did a lot to his character on this that made him step and move from the comics. Um, Can we talk the one thing that I like? It's stupid, but I like that his hands weren't hands. Yeah, it was a cool way of, and again, I'm kind of on the fence of this a little bit, uh, which I'll go into a bit. I, I do like how they made uh, Apocalyptans a little bit different, and they tried, they at least tried to make them like an alien species. Because mm. that's one of fucking, you know, it's the Star Trek syndrome. A lot of fucking aliens are human-like in DC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's especially weird gods. that the new gods, the Apocalyptans and humans, are all very same. Um, and that was cool, and especially having a reverse thumb, or like two reverse thumbs as well. That was it, it's It's different, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, and, that, that was it. It wasn't anything crazy. It's just nice to not have somebody that just... Every yeah. part of me is human except for my face. Yeah. Um, it, it was nice to see... I, that was one of my things. It was nice to see that Zack Snyder almost stepped away from fucking having Lord of the Rings villains in his, as all of his villains. Yeah. Almost. It, I, I still... Like, the skin tones and everything, it just feels like a lot of gray to me. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, and seems very still just blended in. Um. That said, the the armor, what they did to it, was very cool. Uh, very destroyer armor, but, like, I liked that it was alive, it had a purpose. And maybe that was the thing. Maybe if the armor had been some kind of different shade or a different color or some kind, um, something that made his face pop out from it a bit more. Yeah, or even changed colors when it was, like, in attack mode. Yeah, like, something there w- would have helped. Um, just to distinguish that gray face from the silver armor, I think, would have helped a lot. Um that or haven't been a human like we've seen Apocalyptans depicted as before. That said, yeah. I, I do like that it was a little more interesting and they swung for something heavier. Do I always like yeah, a fully I, CG villain? No, but this is the age we're in, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, um, and Darkseid, he looked great. Yeah. Um, I, I One of those things, I always, I think I would have preferred a subtler introduction to Darkseid. Like the first time we see him, he's just fucking shit up, yeah. um, which is awesome. Like, fucking, yeah. he, he, he's fucking shit up. Uh, but I think maybe that's because in comics, in television and everything, I think we're always used to that slow build-up to Darkseid. Yeah. Um, there's always, like, the Omega symbols, and then usually we meet Granny Goodness, and then usually Desaad is some pulling strings behind somewhere, and then finally we, you know, we meet the fucking, the, uh, 
Oh, the sisters. Um, oh, yeah, I don't remember their name. Granny Goodness is minions, and then usually, finally, there's bump, 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 there's Darkseid. Yeah. Whereas this time, he just exploded onto the scene, fucking supervillain landing, and just started to fuck shit up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, I do my own shit. Yeah. Because, and that's the thing, it was far enough in the past that he wasn't the Darkseid. Yeah, he was and that's the thing, he's he's Ookson, technically, at that point, if you want to go by yeah. the comics, right? Like, he he's the younger version that's just fucking world-smashing at that time. So that that's yeah. technically okay for me. Um, and plus, that entire sequence, despite we mentioned a little bit of unfinished CGI in there is pretty damn good. Like they took mm-hmm. the time to rel- finish most of the green lantern. Um, yeah. so it was cool seeing that little fight sequence. Uh, even though Zeus was very unfinished. Um, <laughs> I still liked the way they did that design though. It's an interesting idea where he's wearing like the feathered cape mm-hmm. because Zeus has that tendency to transform into an Eagle, uh, yeah. where his fists were glowing red hot from shooting the lightning. It, it was a pretty cool character design actually. Oh, oh, for sure, for sure. It was just the fact that it wasn't finished that it was funny yeah. more than anything. Yeah, else. exactly. Um, um, other than that, the entire yeah. fight sequence was fantastic. Just really cool, uh, really well done. Brought a lot more drama to it. Uh, the entire Amazon sequence earlier in the movie too, running away from Steppenwolf. It was worth the extra mm-hmm. time taken for that because, damn. <laughs> yeah, but, I, I agree. I, I do think, I think it was just a better introduction to both villains, whether. You know, whether originally he wanted, you know, Darkseid to show up this much in this movie or not, um, I do think it's better to have both because it sh- it showed, I mean, we didn't get to see what Steppenwolf did to become, you know, ostracized. Yes. But we felt it. Oh, But yeah. also you got to see why Darkseid was scary and you got to see kind of very similar where you saw like old Thanos versus young Thanos mm-hmm. and the, the difference in power. You got to see you got to see how strong like you know beginner dark side is yeah. now he's fucking dark side he's literally a thousand years older at this point right yeah like... he's he's seen some shit he's done some shit be scared if he was if he was that hard to fight off the first time yeah he's not screaming anymore he's fucking just menacing at this yeah, point yeah he's he's just standing there menacingly <laughs> yeah um, yeah, it, it was just a, a lot better uh, build into those. Uh, now, one yeah. thing I'll say, something they did later in the movie that I didn't really like, that they brought the anti-life equation into everything. Yeah. I didn't feel like that was necessary. I, I felt like that was something... Now, mind you, maybe, maybe Zack Snyder's doing this because, you know, maybe he never gets to do this again on camera. Uh, maybe that's why. Yeah. Uh, but that's I something I would have left for another it... movie, but... I, I mean, I think that's the point, but I yeah. think a lot of it as well is if I can get people more than excited enough for what I wanted to have happen in the second movie, we can make that second movie happen now. Yeah. And I can do other shit in that. Um, yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll see. I do agree. I mean, the anti-life equation is something that unless you're like a super fucking nerd about DC stuff, that means absolutely nothing to most people. Yeah. Um, at this point, it, I would assume it's just it would have been enough that fucking earthers have pissed them off at this point. In regards to like being this much trouble to get the mother boxes and whatnot, yeah, I mean, I agree. You didn't have to make anything yeah. crazy about it, and then it kind of brings up to like why he was there the first time. And blah, yeah. blah, blah. and then at the end of the movie, you get you know, oh, well, the anti life equation here. Well, now I'm very interested. Fuck you. All. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. Oh, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, um, uh, just really quickly, what you're, you're yeah. thinking of. I just want to quickly go back to the. I think what we lost with the Flash is because we got, we gained it with Cyborg. Yes. Oh, that um, that's a big part of it too. That, that give and take was there. My my biggest issue with Flash is just I don't like. I, I, Grant Gustin unfortunately is a way better Flash, just almost overall. Yes. And how they've done the Flash in the show is better. Where Cyborg is kind of good in both. Flash is not good in the movie. Yeah. I, I agree, um, and especially Zack Snyder very much doubled down on the neuroses and the the social disorders that the Flash seemed to have, which, which I get it. It's a different way of trying to explore the character, but uh, Flash's main thing comes from his own self-punishment, mostly everything. He's never fast enough despite being the fastest man alive, and that's where yeah. that all comes from. Yeah, and I mean, you get that point just from him being late yeah. to things, right? Like, that's... That's it. Like, even though he's the fastest man alive, he's still never on time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I again, I do understand the the save one person thing. I did forget about that. That is a good line, though. I do wish yeah. that that somewhere in there that still would have been there. Like more so, um, if Cyborg was helping shoot off the Parademons instead yeah. of the opposite direction they had, where yeah. the Flash was just kind of running up and down the stairs. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I yeah, th- like I mean, that it. one moment would have added just that extra little bit of heart and would have added that yeah. little extra relationship to Bruce and Barry. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it just would have, get, yeah, that one little connection that would have helped, yeah. I think. I agree. Um, oh, the one little thing, too, that I think is like, I don't like it and I kind of understand why it's there, but the, the fight between Superman and everybody, I just don't like that. Mm. It just didn't. It didn't look good the first time. No, I it's, always hate that people are as fast as the Flash. Because what's the point of him having powers? Yeah, it's um, um to me that's another one of those Zack Snyder things. He's obsessed with superheroes fighting each other. Um, he Zack, Zack Snyder loves two things. He loves to see superheroes fight each other, and he loves to see a superhero kill someone. Right. I I don't know why he is so hell bent on these two things. Um, my guess is that he just got a massive boner for Batman versus Superman, like or the Dark Knight, like in the and like, like he just never let go of it, yeah, and to the probably. point where like he got to make the movie and he still can't let go of it. Because <laughs> like for me, that scene is better if it's just him, not even fighting. No, but, but just waking up and fucking just fly fucking off even would have been well, perfectly acceptable. Yeah, I mean, would have been fine. I'm okay with that too. But but even him him waking up and grabbing bruce and just hitting people kind of away from him while he freaks out on bruce for like what have you done like you know the kind of freak out of like why am i alive what have you done what is happening more so than i'm just gonna fight everybody because i don't understand what's happening and then five minutes later i'm kind of okay yeah where instantly it should have been like, I see Batman, I remember seeing Batman pretty much when I died. What yeah. the fuck is happening? The best I can think of is he's hearkening that back to one of like the Superman clones or like one of the Superboy awakenings. And he's, yes, he's going I, with that. I think you are correct. Um, it's just, it's, it's always a scene that I never thought was that great. Yeah. Even in the original. And that's, uh, and that ties back into too, again, like, again, Zack Snyder really likes his violence. That's something else that it really caught me on to me. It didn't seem to be enough that you know, Wonder Woman beheaded the monster at the end of the movie. He also needed to hammer home that Wonder Woman killed one of the fucking hostage takers. Um, like, there's two very specific shots where you see the fucking bloody skull imprint on the fucking wall and then the guy bleeding out on the ground. Like, yeah. we, we get it, dude. Like, you like to see superheroes kill things. Did, did it have to be just that poignant? Like, 
Yeah, I, I, um, I also like. not a big fan of that scene either. Yeah. I, I I think it's better than the scene that happened in Wonder Woman eighty four. Yep. Yeah. But or eighty eight or whatever the fuck movie that's called. Um, but I still don't think that scene's necessary either. I think better introduction of like the characters being people, mm-hmm. but before they have to be heroes is just a better take on the situation. I get it leads yeah. into the her being like, "What did you do? Oh, nothing. Same as normal." Yeah. But and then the problem, the other problem I found is like this movie is so long and you're so long between those beats that you like forget that that shit happened, and then yes. the movie feels disjointed because oh. Right. That was like fucking 30 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, that was a thing. And, that, okay, yeah. and that's the thing. We already know that's Wonder Woman. So when she says, I didn't do anything, you can kind of, it's implied. Yeah. Right. Like you have to be some sort of idiot to not quite get it. <laughs> um, I think Bruce and slash Batman is way better in this cut. 100%. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he feels like, he doesn't feel like Batman that's just straight up given up. No. Which is how he felt in Justice League. Yeah. Um, yeah, it felt like a broken bat dad trying to make jokes as he struggled through his fucking midlife crisis. Yes. <laughs> um, whereas this felt like Bruce Wayne still had that, as you say, that shred of hope. He wasn't searching out heroes out of desperation. He was doing it because he made a promise and he was going to keep that dedication. The same as he made to his parents. He was going to keep that fucking vow to make sure the world was safe. Yep. He was just spreading his mission from Gotham to everything else. That was the mission. Um Along with that, too, I liked a lot of the additions with uh, Jeremy Irons uh, and Alfred. Uh, the back gauntlets was kind of a pointless point of conversation, but I get a little oh, bit yeah. of filler to it. Yeah, um, but again, ultimately pointless. Yeah, I think it was just to make sense that he could stick up against, you know, Superman attacking him over the case. The thing I don't ever get, and I didn't get this one, and I don't understand it in this one, and I didn't get it in Batman v Superman. How come Batman doesn't use fucking batarangs? <laughs> He's fist fighting the parademons. He has bat. He has timed <laughs> explosives on little things that have blades on them. Yeah, it's something we see constantly through comic books, all the TV shows, all the cartoons. And he throws a batarang to get Barry's attention. Never throws it throughout the entire fucking show. Yeah, that's um... my my least favorite part of probably the. Weirdly enough probably my least favorite thing in the whole movie is that Batman doesn't use batarangs because it's confusing. Instead, he picks up plasma guns and shoots them. Yeah. Which I'm not opposed to. I get it. They're not humans and whatever the case. And he kind of, this Batman doesn't clearly care as much. But at, at the end of the day, he has yeah. batarangs. I think it would have been funny. I think it would have made more sense, especially because this is a post-Superman fight. So, like, at this point, Batman would be in theoretically ready for metahumans or right. metavillains. Like, we, I remember Justice League, the cartoon, he always had the fucking, like, electro knuckles, like, that he'd yep. pop on whenever he needed to fucking add a little lump. It would have made more sense for him to, like, pop one of those on and fucking start beating the shit out of people, but yeah. maybe they didn't or want to do a Black Widow copy, I guess, but... Throw a fucking battery. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, you are correct. Um, Other than that, Wonder Woman was good. Yeah, uh, tying into that, Willem Dafoe's stuff was a welcome addition into the Aquaman. Yeah. Um, um, they s- switched up Amber Heard's accent. Yep. Um, to be fair, I do think this works. I do think the English accent works better for Mira, yeah. just because of the type of character that she is. I agree, being uh, royal and whatnot. Yeah, she's the fancier Aquaman. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I think as a whole, it is a much better movie. Do I think it's great? 
No. Do I think some of that not... I think it automatically loses a point because it has to make up for everything that happened in Batman v Superman. Yeah. And just, uh, yeah, the fact that it automatically takes that much content to fit into it. Um, that said, yeah, overall, there there's a better movie in here. If you keep, like, one or two shots from, like, the Whedon cut, um, chop a lot of the very be- like very nice imagery but utterly mostly pointless content in the end... Mm-hmm. You've got probably a good three-hour movie that's that's pretty decent. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Um, I this did really make me excited to see, and you know, kind of hope that there is the second part now because I want yeah. to see the yeah. quote-unquote injustice style. Yeah. Um, Nightmare could be could be interesting. I'm not usually a huge fan of the stuff. Uh, but like Leto's more subdued take on the Joker, an older Joker is more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the character design is proof that uh, at least it's proof that Zack Snyder has read a comic since Dark Knight Returns, because this clearly is kind of like a nod to um, uh, Last Lantern, or I uh, can't remember what that last uh, that Batman miniseries was, uh, but it was an Elseworld, and Batman's wearing a straitjacket the entire time and uh, yeah, killing Joker's head around, yeah. Uh, so it feels like that was a little bit of a nod to that mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the character design. Um, and again, Leto, this more subdued, older Joker, was a more interesting take for sure. It'd be interesting to see where he took it. He, he's definitely not my favorite Joker, but I liked him not looking like a fucking Joker's gang member. Yeah, well, I think that's the thing, too, <laughs> is like, I think it did a good job of showing that time jump, right? Like, I do cover up my face now because... You know, I, I want to be menacing in a different way. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, think, not a chi- I'm not a child trying to be scary. Yeah. I'm scary type of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's the thing, right? I think there's, there's just, there is a good movie in there somewhere. And I, I, I really, now that you mentioned that one part of the Whedon one, I'm like, yeah, that part should be in there somewhere. Yeah. I do, I do fully agree with that. Even if he just saved one person that way and then helped Cyborg save everybody else, yeah. it still does that, just start with one person and then keep going. And yeah. And he does, technically. It's Yeah, um, it's, it's this great little moment between him and Bruce that creates that extra connection between the two of them, that extra little mentor moment, and that yeah. little stepping stone for the Flash, uh, in yeah. my opinion, anyways. Yeah, no, I agree. I think maybe the only thing I could think about him not using that, well, number one, probably because he didn't do it. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure there's stuff he put in that he didn't do because it was, it worked. Um, well, and that's the other thing, too. You, it does beg right. the question how much of this is hindsight that was changed in actual yes, original yeah, vision, exactly. right? Um, but I, what I was just going to say is maybe he didn't want it to be so much like Peter, Peter Parker and Iron Man, like Spider-Man and Iron Man. Yeah. Like well, I, I, in to... general, Zack Snyder does not like hope in his movies, I guess I'll say. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> um, um, I did. Yeah. Oh, so go, go, go. Sorry, sorry. It's just he, he does tend to take a darker turn toward more uh, things. And it's uh, he's never really had a lot of spite for the Wheaton cut. Like he, he's always been very diplomatic about it. He's never been fucking very tantrumy. Um, he's just been very vocal that he had things he wanted to do, um, to the point of it's fucking ad nauseum and it's, you know, now we're at a point where you can stop talking about what you would have done in the sequel now. <laughs> but, um, I, I wrote down a couple of like Easter eggs that I saw while I was watching them to be yeah. fair. I wrote down gross as a thing and I don't know what I meant by that. <laughs> 
And I don't even know if you could help me because I don't know what I meant by <laughs> I, that. I have no fucking idea what you meant by that. <laughs> like, I don't know. I like to do it. doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, we got Ryan Choi. Oh, yes, yes. I, I, where the fuck did I write that down? I, and I then he, they right. even talk about him being nano. Um, uh, yeah. Scientist. I don't know the real word of what I was going for. Uh, I wrote down the Martian Manhunter stuff because I didn't, I wrote that down the first time because I didn't expect, I was like, oh, we actually got full Martian Manhunter. I didn't expect to see him again. Um, if you, if you didn't notice when Lois looks at her badge in the drawer, there's also the pregnancy test there. Yes, yes. Yeah. And and that is implied further on with obviously what causes yeah. you know basically what causes uh injustice because that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Um I read to what Snyder's plans were for that and that's a little more weird. <laughs> but sure. Fair enough. Yeah. Um and then I don't know if you noticed but when it was showing all the deaths, right, it had, uh, you know... Kilowog was in the foreground of that one. Uh, so we technically yeah. got two lanterns in the movie. Yep. Uh, that was it. That was exactly <laughs> yeah. all I was going to say. Because yeah. it was just nice to, like, oh, there is someone... There is another one, right? Yeah. Like, it was like, oh, Green Lanterns, because it's far enough in the future that this happens, another lantern has shown up. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little upset that the studio didn't spring for that because apparently ryan reynolds was open to doing a cameo into it um which i guess there was supposed to be an interaction with alfred in the green lantern uh at one point Uh, in the script that would have been kind of cool um again ryan reynolds was not the greatest hal jordan we could have gotten maybe with some better writing to him uh yeah that's the thing is i don't know how much that was his fault at least then he didn't seem like he was just trying to be ryan reynolds in a movie but i don't know if i want him back yeah, like, I, I don't know whether that was him or that was the staff writing to him or that was no one writing him back. Like, I we uh, yeah, it, it's hard to say. He'd almost make a better Guy Gardner. Um, I mean, yes, almost guaranteed. Yeah. 100%. Um, Which would have almost been kind of a fun little rewrite to do in that movie. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, like, I, I yeah, it was, uh, those were just fun little nods. It is definitely weird because I think they were saying, like, Originally, for Snyder's plan for the pregnancy test, it was going to be Bruce's child. Um, but Superman was kept to believe that it was his, and still went mental. And like, yeah, I, I don't really. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. That's the dumbest shit I've ever. Heard. No, yeah, th- th- it was just wild. Like, I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, we give you credit for doing something halfway right, and then you just take it and just, just fucking stir the shit with it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think overall, this does somewhat prove a point that that. Um, what was one of my other little things? Oh, the the uh, the hologram thing that they put on the dude's forehead. That that didn't seem harsh enough. That wasn't really apocalyptic. That need to like drill into his skull or some shit. Uh, yeah. At first, I thought that was going to be a hint at Starro. Yeah. Same here. And then it wasn't, and I was like, "Oh, okay, we're just a thing that we've made." Okay. Yeah, I don't know any. I don't remember that ever happening anywhere. But I mean, I don't read as much comics. But I just it was like, okay. Yeah. Um, or, or the Black Star thing. I guess that technically is kind of like Starro, the the thing that puts you in like the dream world. Oh, uh, the uh, the Black Mercy. Yeah, yeah that thing. Yeah. I thought it might have been that or a sorrow kind of hint. Yeah, I assumed one of those two things, and then no, it was just a little robot thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I don't know, minor things with the editing order. Would have buried the mother box first, probably before meeting Wonder Moan. Um, it did fill in. Also, probably would have buried it more than half a foot underground. Yeah, also true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did like again. They cleaned up why they reborn Superman a little bit. Made a lot more sense the way they described it, rather than just Bruce guilting everyone into it. Do it. Yeah, yeah it was more of like. Well, the, the mother box, box can do this. Because... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. It's I came back to life because of it. And the mother box is clearly woke up because Superman died. So if Superman yeah. is alive, we might have a better chance of stopping a bunch of shit. Yeah. Um, all the Silas Stone stuff was great addition to the, to the character. I agree. Uh, oh, somewhere in there I was angry that they missed an opportunity for a Gods and Monsters line reference. Oh, something about how many demons and how many hells do we have to fight? Ah, that was that was Bruce. Yeah, that was a missed opportunity for, like, how many gods and monsters do we have to fight? Right. That's just me being a nerdy asshole. I really, I really wish I remembered what gross was. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I just, I really wish I remembered what I meant. Yeah. Oh, I literally, oh, yeah, the bad fleck we deserved. Right. Uh... I wrote them down in order, so what the fuck could I have meant? <laughs> oh yeah the black suit felt kind of out of place like i i understand it's a big part of the superman rebirth story it just it didn't really give any reason for it yeah i i filled in my own reasoning but you are right i miss i i it doesn't say anything the only thing i could assume i i mean i would hope that he would go back obviously he doesn't or may not depending on what yeah. happens well the s they teased at the end was kind of bluish so I wonder if they're going to give him kind of like the costume. Uh, there's a story like right after Superman is we get past the, the three Superman arc when he's reborn, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you remember, he splits into two entities at one point. And he's kind of like this electric blue Superman. So I'm wondering if that's kind of a nod to that, which I did, again, think was kind of cool. Um yeah, I just I just assumed the same reason that the black suit is normally like the hibernation suit or whatever the hell it is. I just yeah. assume like I need as much solar energy as I can get. The black suit does that, so that's why he also flies up to the sun. He just supercharged him. I just filled in my own. I was like, I don't know. We need something. Yeah. Um Yeah, that's my only thing. They never really un explain it that much. Um and that that's my only thing. He just wears the black suit. Uh without them ever really describing it, the solar energy or anything. Yeah, but that's a minor thing. Fucking. Yeah, I agree. It's not that. I, I'm yeah. with you on both aspects of. Yeah. yeah, maybe should have explained that instead of had ladies sing for five minutes. Yeah, right. Um, like, but also, I can fill in the gap for myself. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um. That said. Uh. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where it winds up in the end. You you wind up somewhere in the middle in this because there, there's a great movie in there somewhere between the two things that we got <laughs> we need one cut more to the length of the other and yeah yeah i mean i i, also, I mean i think yeah and again besides like, that yeah and, and again one, there's arguments for that as well two, one two ish yeah. yeah again I, for me it's not the, the length can be shorter i just think it it went out of its way to make a it solved its own problem without making yeah. the movie shorter yeah, yeah. which it could have just done <laughs> um um and anyone yeah, who I mean, understands I... what director's cuts are, there, there's a lot of extra stuff in here that was, again, in there for the sake of getting in there, not necessarily because it was conducive to the story or, 
needed to be there by any means. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but overall, this answered a lot of questions that we had. It was definitely a better film than what we got and a better story overall than what we got out of the first cut. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like The Flash is the only one who missed out on this one in the end, uh, just with that yeah. couple little lines with Batman. Uh, and I feel like that little couple little interactions with Superman and Cyborg, like the leg line, uh, some of those little tiny lighter hearted things would have been nice. I, I know I understand it's supposed to be a darker story, but those little things would add a little more heart and allowed us to connect to those characters a little better. Oh, for sure. That's fine. And you still could have done it, but not legs. Yeah. Like his hands, his fingers, anything that had to do with the mother boxes could have been like, oh, but like, can't feel like, like can't feel my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just like he doesn't have some of them. Yeah. Like, ah. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but fair enough. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, again, I I would say it's probably a seven out of ten. I yeah. I think there's lots of stuff in here that could be cut out. I do. I do now agree with you. The the lag thing I did kind of. I, I was upset about that one because I did I, that was like the one thing in that movie I did like. Mm-hmm. Um, you bringing up the Barry save one person at a time, I think that is a very good thing. So I think like those two scenes yeah. um, should be added in, and a bunch of the other stuff should be taken out. But I think I think part of this problem is the world that we've already established for these movies, and that's where part of the problem comes in. So mm-hmm. I, like again, I think you lose points automatically because you have to make yeah. up for Batman v Superman. I. And you, you lose a point for Batman v Superman, and you lose half a point for Man of Steel because you have to make those work in this world. Yeah. Um, You're Wonder also Woman and trying Aquaman to came after it. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to accommodate movies like Wonder Woman and Aquaman that found their balance and and got it right, versus movies like Batman v Superman and Man of Steel that didn't find their balance and get it quite right. Um, yeah, uh, and yeah, a, a studio that was terrified of that the entire way. Of- along the road and then for me it just loses how because i just don't like this flash i don't again for Mm -hmm. me it's too noisy Mm -hmm. i think visually it just does not look good Mm -hmm. i I think i i think unfortunately right like there's been enough batmans that i can go oh well this part of that batman is good this part isn't so on so forth there's almost no part of this flash that i go this is a good part of the flash no it's uh yeah ezra miller is the last person i would generally picture as the flash as you say on screen we have grant gustison who's done a fantastic job you can go back in time and talk about uh, our 90s flash on screen who is pretty damn good actually mm-hmm. uh you can also say like we had uh neil uh, patrick harris played the flash in the uh, justice society movie and uh, he's honestly the one that i think of in my head most often when i think about it uh just because he executed the character so well yeah, fair um, enough. I mean, I think of uh, I think the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, like, um, I know that's not. Yeah, it's technically Wally like, West, but yeah, Wally West. But I just think, like, that Wally West was closer to Barry. Weirdly mm-hmm. enough, it's such a weird, a weird grouping of characters when it comes to that kind of stuff. It's, it's, <laughs> it is. It's he's less Wally than he is Barry, but he's technically Wally. Anyways, doesn't matter. But I do think more of that style of the Flash mm-hmm. because the. Maybe it's just because of the age of the Flash. Well, and that's me, why. And yeah, all those. And to be honest with you, all of the other characters that I voice in my head are from that series. Yeah, <laughs> that's where all of their voices come from. Um, but then that's why I say Grant has done such a good job. And even just that show as a whole of how they do the Flash, how they mm-hmm. show him run, how they show the speed force around him. Right? It's not. Yeah. It doesn't distract you from what's happening. And every time you saw the Flash on the screen here. 
it almost t completely takes away from what's happening because it's just so much. Yeah. Um, but again, that's not, that's just an issue of like, that's how they decided to do the flash. So it's, it's what we're with. Yeah, exactly. Um, maybe it gets cleaned up in a flash movie. I don't know. Right. Like we'll, we'll never know, but I, I think that's, I, the flash is my least favorite character in the movie. Mm. No, I agree. Um, yeah. It's uh yeah. He, he, like I said earlier, he easily got the, the biggest shaft in that. He, he lost the couple of moments that made him endearing. Yes. And, he got the, this, the, the few things that made him better than Cyborg in the original cut because Cyborg didn't have anything. They pretty much switched places, but I'm semi-glad because I just don't like the Flash in these movies. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and I, what we I got for Cyborg I'm... more than made up. Like, it, it was yes. good. It was great. Yeah, like I said, um, Ray Fisher had a right to be kind of pissed off and be the one main guy flying the flag on this. Yes, I, I, I do agree. Yeah, he definitely lost out the most. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm willing to eat crow and whatever the other sayings are that are crazy and say, was this worth it? Yes, probably. Because yep. it does kind of two things for us. It does, um, we, we've talked about the craziness that it could do to streaming movies and lengths and stories and that kind of stuff and, and whatever that happens, if it does or doesn't. But what, what I think it really does is, is it makes the companies realize that sometimes you got to fuck off. Mm-hmm out of making the movie if you don't know about these characters right like i'm not saying Zack snyder is the end-all be-all of knowing things about these characters but he clearly knows no. more than whoever else was in charge of making decisions yeah um or yeah. get someone in charge who knows knows the comics and isn't the type of person to be like well actually what happens is this and this but can go okay well we can take some story from this arc and some story from this arc and we can make yeah. it work as because let's be honest i this is a uh, superhero Zack snyder movie where i had one complaint over one subtle very subtle instance of overkill violence um yes. this is coming from the guy who had batman fucking mowing down like six guys with the batmobile in the previous movie that he shot so Listen, I, I'm willing to say that those dudes could have survived. They wouldn't have. <laughs> We've been over this. But they yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm saying one of those guys is fucking dead for sure. <laughs> oh, the dude that disappears in the back of the transport, the one that's just crushed. Yeah. Oblivion. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely that dude's dead. I will never argue that that dude's not dead. That dude is dead. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but let, let's be honest. That that's me being, and I'll admit that's me being pretty nitpicky. Because uh, most people probably didn't even catch that. That's me being overly anti-Snyder. <laughs> um, no, I did. I did. I, I wasn't a fan. I don't mind that she cut off his head, but I don't like the other parts. I don't think it's necessary. No, uh, right? Like Wonder Woman has been part of yeah. normal society now long enough to know that like killing she has isn't. she has that degree of control at this point in time. Yeah. Let's be honest. So. Um, yes, I agree. Someone like Aquaman, sure, but it's probably more accidental manslaughter than anything else that yeah. happens. Well, again, yeah, it's what we saw in the movie. He, <laughs> his fault technically, but yeah, you know, some plausible deniability. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, but again, I, I think, I hope this just lets the companies realize that they need to sometimes <laughs> not just think like, what's going to make us the most money? Because it didn't. This would have made no. you, I think, way more money. Because I probably would have went and saw this if it was three hours. Yeah. Or roughly around that. I probably would have went and saw this twice yeah. to it, see all the little Easter eggs that yeah. I paid attention for this time. Because I've yeah. technically already seen it. If we had gotten the cut that we had just talked about that was a little close to three, yeah. We we probably would have. As you say, it, it would have been worth it. And it would have been yep. way more entertaining. Now, would we have ever gotten this cut 
initially? Probably not. I, I'm willing to say a lot of this was hindsight too. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure a good portion of it is. Uh, yeah. I. I don't. I. Mm, yeah, it's hard to say, right? Like, how much dark side extra did we get? How much of the the last half, the epilogue? The epilogue is definitely afterthought. There's yeah. no way all of that was planned. No, no. Um, again, I think that's a push of like, look what I could do. Everyone, tell them you yeah. want another one so that we get it. And I don't blame them for doing that. I, no, I no. Oh no, exactly. You're not going to take this opportunity and flush it down the shitter for sure. You're you're going to yeah. take this opportunity to realize mistakes you've made in past movies that were unpopular and try to improve on those. And that's what I felt in this movie. This was Zack Snyder taking a slight half step back and saying, I could have gone a lot darker with this. I'm going to do these few little hints at how dark I would have made it. But I'm appreciating that most of the fans want something a little lighter in tone. And that's what it felt like. It felt like he understood where he's crossed a line in the past and where fans didn't appreciate it. (laughs) Zack Snyder himself had some character growth. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not unlike Steppenwolf, Zack Snyder has grown a little bit as a person. Yes. He, he, yes. Steppenwolf became a better villain and Zack Snyder became less of one. That's what <laughs> happened here. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not. I I wasn't upset. I literally I watched the f- the four hours I sat there, and when I was done, I was actually like, huh, like I did not expect to be this no okay yeah or even you know actually kind of pleasantly surprised with some of the stuff that happened that yeah. the movie I enjoyed it like I enjoyed it enough that I would if I ever watch it again it will be as a, a show yeah like, exactly be like oh I'll watch an hour tonight and an hour tomorrow and an hour so on so forth and I'll finish it. Um, if I ever do, I, I mean, the problem is I could care less because I don't overly like just the world that we've built, but I think of what we had built. This is the up, upwards mm-hmm. of the best of what we could get from it. Yeah. Yeah. I was very surprised at how well this tied everything together better than the other one. Um, mm-hmm. it was definitely a much better constructed story. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other one felt unfinished. The other one needed more time. Yeah. And this one needed less. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we needed something in between the two um, with more story elements from Snyder's than what Whedon's was. Like, like we said, few little things from that inserted in and it would have been pretty damn incredible. Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Is that all?